0: hello and welcome to net that hall um i see bella is very excited to be here with our special <laughs> guest it's the game week two matchup show with bradley curry fpl as he's otherwise known on twitter welcome you've been a hauler for years haven't you mate um how is it to be here on the ship as the deck had today
1: oh, it's awesome it's it's very surreal going from a viewer and then being like crazed fan like oh, i got shout out one year and then i was <laughs> and then Chris messaged me, Mariner messaged me, was like, fancy coming on. I was like, yes. So, yeah, here we are, come full circle now. Eh?
0: Love that. And of course, I'm FPL Nima and I'm joined by the rest of the crew at Net That Hall. We've got Gabriel at FPL Lens on Twitter and at FPL Mariner. So, thank you for tuning in live tonight, everyone. Obviously, there was the first ever reviews show yesterday. If you didn't check it out, see what you think. It's a sub one-hour episode, which is unheard of from Net That Hall. So definitely worth a shot. And you can see Gabe's rant if you haven't already. So yeah, good to as see you as guys.
2: unheard of as an on-time start for Net That Hall. As unheard of as an on-time start. <laughs> two two well, of them s- hours. Cool. All right, we've got we're the philosophy. At, we're only six minutes late, boys. That's okay.
0: That's <laughs> a lot better than normal. Yeah, that's true. Well. Obviously, here on the thumbnail for any of the podcast listeners, if you missed this out, the main thing I should say is I know Chris has been gasping over it for weeks. He thinks it's the greatest catch he's seen in cricket history. And obviously, <laughs> you caught you that ball. And uh, I was seeing people quoting it in football terms as a 0.02XG, um, you know, like <laughs> if it was a catch. So I enjoyed that very much, uh, Brad. So for anyone who doesn't know, obviously, on the thumbnail, we've got the photo of you for player of the match. You're a Scottish international and play for Sussex as well. So, I just found out my friend said his dad played for Sussex. So I've told him to do some digging oh, up. Right. And I'm going to find the <laughs> dirt. Bradley. I'm going to find yeah. out. But no, it's amazing to have a professional sportsman to talk about FPL with us. I, I just want to talk about your FPL skills before we go to your philosophy so people re- yeah, the main, realize the main how stuff. deep it is. But not, not this year even. Like, so obviously, like, I know you came 1K like, in 21, 22, yeah. And then you came 1.8K in 22, yeah. 23. So two top 2Ks in the last two years. That puts you up there, I in the top 50, top 100 managers in the last two year period only. So it's amazing to have you here straight after that catch. And obviously, <laughs> you're great at FPL too. So we need to find out what you can't do. And that's why I'm finding <laughs> the dirt on you.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, there's definitely plenty of stuff. But I, because I, I saw like a lot of the people on Twitter talking about like their three and five year ranks. But three years ago, I didn't really play it like I do now. So I'm, I'm waiting to hopefully have a good year this year. And then we'll see see where my rank is at um, go for that, that number three year one
0: three-year rank if you can oh, be there.
1: harry's got like third and his ranks have been unreal i think better than mine um but one good year this year who knows so
0: yeah so i don't know who asked me in the chat i think it was gabe who was asking do brad's high ranks coincide with him being a hauler on net that hall and i just kind of spoke <laughs> for you and told him yes i was like "Yeah." yeah. Exactly. They actually do.
1: They actually do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm
0: well, sure I think
2: that's up. the message that
0: <laughs> I love that. It's so nice to bring people from the community in onto the matchup show. So let's do uh, what is customary this season, which is get an FPL philosophy quote from all our guests. Um, again, if you're on the podcast, three minute forty timestamp. I recommend come in and have a look at the photos, not just the kind of player of the match and trophy, but just general photos on the field. So <laughs> Gabe is going to get a lesson today in a cricket test, but apart from that. <laughs> We have your (laughs) quote from uh, Inzamam al Haq. so do you want to read it out for us for the podcast listeners?
1: Yeah, so my quote, uh, like you said, is from Inzamam al Haq, who was ex-Pakistan captain, and he says, uh, cricket is a team game, no individual can just say he can win it on his own.
0: I love that, I know that Chris and Gabe had some thoughts on this, but for Gabe, what do you think about (laughs) it as a a cricket man, what do you think about
2: it? Me, you want to? You're going to me first. Damn, man! I'm, I'm walking the plank right from the beginning. Huh? <laughs> um, no, I, I think like with, with this. um So in the in the vein of like Brad's uh, high ranks coinciding with him becoming joining the hauler community. Let's say um, we're all kind of products of our of our own community, and you know we have our little ecosystems. We have the people that we talk to. We have the people that advise us, and you know the the winners of FPL are, or any time like we. Consider ourselves successful or whatever. It is largely because of our the community around us, and you know, it's like kind of in the vein of like it takes a village uh, to to raise a child, and and it takes a village to to get through a friggin' friggin' FPL season. I'm trying to be good. I, 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 I caught myself. I'm trying to be good. <laughs> that, was, that was that was PG. That was PG. Um, so yeah, I think that this one's about commu- Like I read it as a, as a community oriented. What about well, you, Chris? I, I, thought,
3: I thought that was really a silly point, um, Gabe. I, I really thought it was a silly point. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, I think you, it's a bit of a googly, all this. You, know, you know, maybe, you're sure. maybe, you're not, maybe you're a China man, I'm not quite sure. Maybe you're a Chinaman as well, I'm not quite sure. But anyway, these are all little cricket terms, Gabe. So what I want to know, I've got a question for you before I respond on this. What I want to know is when the umpire calls over, right? What does he mean? Does he mean, right, he's calling the end to a day's play. Does he mean the batsman's inning is, uh, innings is over? So in other words, he's got out, you know, like in baseball, when you're when out, you're out. When his bowl is allotted six balls and the play must continue from the other end, or he's just saying, Oi, come over here.
2: What do you think it is? Mm. Um, I know the answer. And uh, but I have a question as well. No, Why you answer the question first. <laughs> I'll answer the question first. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so uh, it's uh, it's B. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever B was, I don't remember what B was. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> The one that that said innings, the one that you said innings innings. is over. No, it's actually
3: incorrect. It's actually Brad. Because Brad is a bowler, right? Not a batsman. So, you know, like a pitcher, you know, when you've got a pitcher. Now, the only pitcher I know of normally in the old days was Pims. A pitcher. <laughs> You'd be pouring a drink out of a pitcher, it's it, right? That's a drink.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: But but no, a pitcher. you your baseball. But Brad is a bowler, and a bowler bowls six balls, unless it's this new silly format. But it's not. It's this is six <laughs> balls. Um, so that's an over. So there you go. So isn't, that's. But wait, that.
2: is, isn't everybody a bowler? Don't don't you rotate and everybody no, bowls?
3: No, it's not rounders it's, or no. anything like that no. or whatever it is. I don't know what game rounders? it is. What do they all bowl? I don't know, but they certainly don't in this. I don't but know. I, 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 was I digress. In a
2: documentary, escape. they said in a documentary, <laughs> he's done his research. I, 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 uh, yeah, well,
3: Chris, I digress. FPL
0: yeah. now, so we've brought yes. in the cricket, but we have somebody who's epic at FPL too, which is what's the so crazy? I, yes. But I need to. But I need to get to
3: this point, really. Cricket is a team game. No individual can say what he wins it on his own. Um, Brad, I have absolutely no idea how this refers to FPL. Yeah. But don't well, worry, so I'll explain because it. don't worry, because I have no idea what Gabe says every week anyway. So please. Please do, uh, you know, uh, before I tear into Gabe again with another multi-choice <laughs> qu- uh, cricket question, please do let us know what the, where, you, where you're coming from with this.
1: So, obviously, we've all been spending summer drafting our squads and everything. And the main debate for pre-season was, like, whether to have, like, Salah and Harland or Trent and Harland or, um, you know, like how we're shifting around our premiums, whether Kane was going or staying and, so I was kind of trying. I was I was clutching at straws. I was put heavily under pressure because the net that whole philosophy slide is massive. Like I think everyone loves it because it just causes carnage for you mainly. Um, <laughs> but the the way I was going with it is kind of looking at a balanced squad um, in FBL and not just having like three premiums, but trying to split the money um, and create like a a, a squad that's going to get you the most points rather than just having couple of good players that will just get some nice hauls, but then the rest of them all just blank. So trying to push the FBR as a team game and, and we're not all just captaining Haaland, basically. So hopefully some people are sort of getting what I'm getting out there. No, I'm,
3: yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling you like I did sort of like get the idea of spreading the wealth and not putting all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, just this picture in the bottom corner, I know you, I mean, we, obviously we do have listeners as well. What yeah. was this? Was this uh was this a captain so hole? This was it? Uh,
1: yeah, 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 it be. <laughs> That was me after Gehy got his uh clean sheet confirmed against um uh, as it Forest it was no, Sheffield United sorry. Um Right. So, yeah, no that was me. But that was actually um that was my T20 debut. So that was um yeah, they, those two are from uh, that game. Nice, I
0: love that. Cool, all right. Why don't we go to Gabe's philosophy because we're 10 minutes in and there's still another philosophy, and then we'll go straight into the matchups by about hopefully 12 minutes. So I'm giving us two minutes, but let's see how this goes. Um, I think Chris has had his carnage,
3: I'm coming back yet.
0: So this one's from Herb Simon for the (laughs) podcast listeners, Gabe. You're muted.
2: American social scientist my dad, and economist uh, that said this back in the, sen- in the 70s kind of like um, predicted what was going to happen with uh, the wealth of information in the, in the digital age um, and he said a wealth of information creates a poverty of attention um, and this one is kind of like it fits with last week's philosophy as well like when we're seeing you know we just had a wealth of information from game week one we went from knowing nothing to what we think is a lot now just because it, it com- compared to nothing it is a lot one of one of the best segments in uh fpl content that i like is uh the, the cheaters do um 10 things we think we think and we think we think a lot of things right now we we think we we've learned a lot but we've this is really only the tip of the iceberg so take all of the information including everything we say today um w- just with with a with an open mind because all of this is going to change this weekend and so, yeah, the don't don't lose attention because you are distracted by all of the information coming through. You know, um, sift your information.
1: <laughs> I love it. Um, Chris is there's all sorts. There's out. all sorts of stuff going on in the. There's all sorts of stuff going on in the chat. Yeah, I'm, apparently I've been <laughs> of
3: abusing Brad now because he's saying he's not a fast. <laughs> I only, I saw you take that catch. Ben Stokes saw you take that catch. He called it yeah. filth. He called yeah. Ben Stokes, tweeted. Do you know who Ben Stokes is, Gabe? Yeah. <laughs> nope. No. What about yeah, do you know Sounds it?
2: important, though.
3: Yeah, no, 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 no. Just the England captain. <laughs> <laughs> but look, this, this one, it, it, I always love this, uh, Brad. He sat on the toilet. I don't know whether you do your FPL sat on the toilet. I quite often do. Um, a, Welsh, a wealth of information creates a poverty of attention. Hmm. I think there's a backstory to this game. I can't help think the axe is <laughs> waving somewhere in the distance. Is it?
2: Mm, I've got a I've got a final hanging question off my for shoulder.
0: You. Maybe I've got a final question yeah. for before we go to the matchups from Robert Ducky. Why does your man on the toilet not put his feet on the floor? So
3: I think his toes are on the
0: floor. I, th- I think his toes are on the floor. Maybe
3: so. Maybe one of these Japanese toilets, it's, which is a bit higher up. You know the one which warms your backside, Back- uh, that type of one. It's Rodan's you know?
2: fault. It's, it's, uh, it's Rodin's fault. Rodin's just sculpted it, it, him this way. So that yeah, who it no.
3: is? Oh, I have no idea. Don't ask me.
0: All right, so I mean, we're going to go to the ah, match-up
2: the guy. So just,
3: <laughs> I, just, I just thought it was some <laughs> geezer on the bog.
0: <laughs> yeah, the,
2: the, the, so that, the, that, the, that statue is The Thinker by Rodin. It's in Paris. Is it? <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I just thought it was some geezer on the bog he'd picked this
0: picture up from
2: somewhere, well it is now. Few few seasons Anyways, in right. let's
0: learn about it. Now onto the matchups for game week two. As I say, there was a review yesterday, so you can check that under one hour. The guys did it with FPL Teacher. But now we're gonna look ahead at the fixtures in Game Week Two. We're starring all the questions as we go. I see a few questions about transfer ideas this game week, for example. We'll do that in the live QA at the end. Generally throughout the chat, I'll also put your messages on the screen and we'll just kind of bring you up throughout the show and we talk about the specific matchup we might answer that question there and then to deal with it when it's topical but yeah the Absolutely. first game of the game week is the friday night fixture nottingham forest at home versus sheffield united and from here right. my responsibilities to steer the slides forward will be handed over to you mariner
3: right fair enough well i mean uh, well only yesterday we were actually reviewing a load of fixtures a load of results so now we're back to predicting brad you're back with us you froze i thought you were actually getting rather depressed about the the fact um, that I I said that you don't bat. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) you you did freeze for a minute. Anyway, listening to this, I'm going to come to everybody on these points because I think, obviously, um, I think Nottingham Forest against Sheffield United, I think for the first time might have a bit of relevance because I've seen a few people with Nottingham Forest assets probably strategically placed for this fixture, and I'm not surprised. NetXG likes it as well, Gabe, one88 against Sheffield United, 1.04. I think not many games, uh, Forrest will stand out. I think this might be one of them. Fixed difficulty likes them too, plus two. Central zone matchup, really favourable for Forrest by the looks of things. Although, again, pinch of salt. Um, the matchups, the XG, big chances, shots on target X, everything lights up. Shot goal predictors don't, Gabe. Um I won ye. Why doesn't he start? And why is he six point five? Is he six million or six point five? I think he's six, isn't he? Or is he six point five? I think he might be six point five. Um 5. I really like I really like him. I just dare I just dare bring him into my team. But this is the week I would have him. Quite frankly. Gabe.
2: Mute. I think I prefer uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll get used to it someday. I think I prefer Brendan Johnson's her. speed against against the the kind of like the aging that that back line of Sheffield United. Um, you know, I want to use physicality could come into like I, I wrote it there like it, it it he could be involved with physicality, but usually like physicality is about like a one person thing and one person against a back three doesn't typically work out um so in this one i prefer brennan johnson but you know a lot of people are are wondering whether they start turner this week for example that's right um that's right i i think i think it's a bad start because if you look at the shots goal the the goal predictors if that's low that means few shots so not many saves but the for example net xg has sheffield united above one so you're looking at puts maybe likely a goal with not many shots and that's kind of the case for both of these sides. So, um, so I, I, I actually don't like Turner um, this week at all because of that. Do, I don't you, know. do you prefer him? Do you have to, any of these players?
0: But do you prefer him mm. to Pickford? Is the question for many.
2: I think. Yes, I think so.
0: That's
3: yeah. the question. Mm-hmm. Brad, do you
0: own do you own Turner?
1: Um,
3: firstly, yeah,
1: so the goalkeeper is actually a touchy subject for me because pre-season I was actually on Leno and Flecken. Um, all pre because I was like, seeing everyone go with Onana, I was thinking I can get ahead of the curve here and try and be a little bit different. And then when Turner was confirmed, I actually re-looked it and I thought, OK, maybe I'll play it safe. So the long story short, uh, I'm on Onana and Turner and I'm probably about 95% sure I'm going with Turner. I actually think this will be quite a low-scoring game. I could see it being one or 2 nil to Forrest, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I think
3: I, I'm a little bit hotter on Turner than, than you are, Gabe, and not only because it's my surname as well, which means I've got to play him, Nine. let's face it. But, <laughs> um, but in real, but it, but in real terms, um, I know how the inner workings of the NetXG is, and of course, it's not thinking about Turner. It's thinking he's about other goalkeepers goalkeeper from, pre- the, from the previous years, right? So we're still very early on this. So I think I'd be prepared. I can see what it says. I can see it thinks there's going to be a goal, but I'd probably be prepared to oppose it. I do like Forrest. I, I really like Ewanyi. I think Gibbs-White is probably the talisman, though. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I do like them, but I think the only one I own is Turner. So I think he's probably going to get a run out over Pickford.
0: Have you seen Nima? Is he hits? getting is
3: he getting run out for you as well?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. He's in my team. Yes. at Pickford this week. Um, it wasn't even a thought, like instant bus team Friday night change. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like, this. Even before Pickford conceded, I was ready to commit to this. Um, and I like the idea that the data without context <laughs> would lead you in one direction, but I think we need to wait. At least we said what like we've not even had one home and away game each team. No, that's exactly it's all- it. Yeah, all the metrics yeah. are built on home and away. So it's like the home defense versus the away attack and vice versa. So in the next year in the FDR, like we we probably need to take some of this with a pinch of salt and signings coming in still, the windows
2: still open. Well, it's last year's data. It's last season's yes, data. it is.
0: We haven't even updated it
3: because we can't yeah. update it because i mean you know we just haven't even got new data for all the teams yet so we'd be treating some say some teams differently to others so we can't do that so gabe and i had a bit of a chat about this earlier but i mean look at the end of the day as we said data is data context is the key about all of this and this is where we bring in people like gabe and fantastic fpl players like bradley as well um <laughs> far more consistent I than think me. Just-
1: just on that, I watched the Arsenal-Forest game. I know, obviously, it's probably going to be a slightly different game for Forest. But they were five at the back, sat very deep, especially with their midfield as well. But you'd probably expect the owners to be on them in this game. But I can still, like like you say in, in your script there, they were pretty solid at home. So, I'm pretty happy back in this. And you look at the alternatives with, say, Pickford for some. Villa are scoring at least two. And whatever Pickford's getting in saves, I think will be about the same anyway with Turner. Yeah, I I think, I, I think when either. when it yeah. comes to
2: Pickford, I think I think you're right, Brad, um, because it's not it's not like Villa take a ton of shots either, right? And 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 you know Villa are going to score no. at home; they're they're, they're going to come back pretty pretty strong. So so when it when you're comparing it to Pickford, I agree. Maybe, maybe Turner's the the better call because of the matchup because of the fixture. Um, but some of the others, like um, there's there's some questions. Like, well, can, maybe we should just go through them really quickly. Flecken, Johnstone. I'd start. I'm starting Flecken over Turner this week. Um, a way to Forrest uh, a to Fulham sorry um, we're all starting yeah, yeah. it's going to be painful yeah well, Johnstone we'll yeah you're we'll probably start Turner over Johnstone right
0: yeah, I don't know so uh,
2: yeah, I'm only playing don't him over
3: pictures against Arsenal I'd play Turner I think Sheffield United they, they created about 0.03 non-penalty XG at, at home last week yeah
0: we have yeah. 70% Turner 30% Leno from Colham in the chat as well yeah Brentford? I think let's go to so, the next match Yeah, they Sorry, did, Brad? didn't they? But he said Brentford looked good against Spurs. As well. yes, was they looked good did.
1: against Spurs. I know it's at home, but yeah, I think play Turner. That's my final decision with that. Yeah, I
0: think we've all decided anyone who comes later to the stream and asks in the live Q&A will put them back to this timestamp. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> yeah. we'll go to a more exciting fixture of Brentford, as you mentioned, away at Fulham. So let's go through and... this matchup.
3: Yes, Brentford, NetXG, Brentford loves them. uh, 2.45, but it likes Fulham for a goal as well. So, you know, again, that Flecken side of things uh, remains to be seen as to whether that would be wise. Um, The zonals, sorry, the the fixture difficulty is pretty neutral. Doesn't really see an awful lot. Uh, Same with zonals apart from Fulham down the centre, but who is that these days? Um, XG... um, for the match-up for Fulham, it's 1.6 against Brentford, 1.4. These are all matching up against one another. Shots on target for Fulham is lighting up at 5.7, but not off the scale. And the, sh- and the shot goals and shots on target predictors gave as well, nothing much. Um, what do you see here? Do you see a Brentford comfortable win, or do you, do you just see, uh, I don't know, 2-1? Just maybe suggest 2-1, okay? Hmm.
2: I don't know. I don't see a comfortable win for Brentford. I mean, they are the, like a lot of this data is um, Fulham with Andres Pereira as well, and they don't have Andres Pereira, and that's that's definitely going to hurt, and they're going to have to kind of resort to more, um, I don't know if devious is the right word, but but alternative tactics like uh, like that long ball. They used to hit that long ball to Mitrovic and then pick up the second ball, so I see Fulham doing something like that, but I, I think Brentford can, can deal with that. they what I see here is like you look at the create Brentford's creativity at three point eight, and that's why their net xG is so high. Um, it's be, it's because of their big chances. They have like um, Arsenal level big chances. They away forty big chances scored eighteen just for comparison. Arsenal had created forty four big chances scored seventeen, so they score a, a large percentage of their big chances. So that's why net xG likes them. And on you know I, I think there will be chances on that smaller on that smaller field um hope i'm hoping i like that um yeah brentford's left side i hope whistle plays on the left because uh, he can run into space on the left there and i think fulham are are quite weak on that on that side as lucian discussed yesterday in the in the review show um so i think fulham's right side is is something to target and the reason for that is because they they overload their left side with like create with creativity they they get their they bunch their plays on the left side to kind of like build the play forward so the right side defenders are all are often left isolated and and I think uh, Brentford can kind of that kind of plays to Brentford's strengths and hitting them on that left side so it's not really showing up there in the zonals but I think uh, Brent in this one it, it will play out Brentford's left Brad do you own any Brentford assets
1: Uh, no, I was actually against Mbomo. Um, again, I'm quite keen on the Chelsea game week three swing, um, and so mine was I like the um, I like Matoma versus Luton last week, and I think Wolves well, actually surprised me against United. But yeah, I stuck with Matoma over Brent um, over Mbomo.
3: Yeah, he looked lively though. This is the, this is the thing. I think again, I think he's he's yeah, probably
1: but he's likely to get involved so... this week.
3: It was, it was, and you're probably at the post this yeah. week because he didn't last week. So, there's uh, there's another thing. Nima, what, what about you, mate? Like... Yeah, no, Nima, what
0: about you? I have, Morbuemo um, in a couple of other formats, but not not in FPL. Um, I think I'm okay. I I see what the data is saying, especially the net but I think the FDR is much closer. So. I probably tend to agree with the FDR for this matchup. I'm not convinced um, necessarily. Um, I think Brentford did a great job in their match, like the way they played, but I also think they played a team that lacked like a critical edge. I think Spurs were very good from set pieces rather than open play. It felt like the way they were creating. So I I honestly think that I'm, I'm going to look for like a draw here, like a London derby, 1-1, something cagey like that. I'm, I'm not convinced Brentford will blow them away personally, but... I, suppose it depends um those with Leno we were talking about you know Turner if you had Leno at home to Brentford well what do you do there right like are there there any owners of both in the chat because everyone else who owns every other goalkeeper seems to be (laughs) playing Turner but I'd love to know what the Leno (laughs) people are doing who got 12 points like that against us in game week one what a game oh man that's painful but um, yeah yeah. it
1: was a lucky 12 points when I watched the back (laughs) like the drop he had on Tarkovsky there was a chance from Patterson as well. Just hit a bar from like five yards as an open goal. Like.
0: Everton just somehow couldn't just yeah. finish it off, right? It's, yeah, it's a painful Everton form. though, isn't it? it I think is.
1: both teams are scoring in this though. That's my prediction yeah. for this game. I think Rico
0: Henry though is worth thinking about. Obviously 4.5 million, mm-hmm. had a great start without a clean sheet. He might play in different places based on the formation, if it's like the back five or the more attacking 4-3-3. Three, three. But yeah. overall, he just seems an exciting pick. Uh, I think if I had to. He- I'd be very glad to have that over a four million like Luton defender on my bench yeah. going forwards.
1: He was in a lot of my preseason drafts because he actually rotated really well uh, for the weeks that I needed him. I think it was like four and six where it's like Bournemouth and Everton, I want to say. Um, but like he he looked like a really strong option for four point five, so and with his assist last week. So
0: yeah, I love that. So C Hunt says it's a problem if it's not back five. So I think yeah, it depends where he's playing, but overall it's a nice pick. Um there'll be people you'll be going against who um have Flecken and it's your way into the clean sheet. He
3: might get some saves, Mike Flecken, looking at that shots on target, look. That's the that's the thing. So that's the thing you've got to keep an eye on with that with that fleck and pick is that if they do manage to sneak a clean sheet, there is some shots on target predicted, quite a few. So he could be all right. So I think that's just something just to keep an keep an eye on there.
0: I think there's um, a lot to we look keep... at yeah, let's keep going. But just before yeah. that, keep Collins on. says Polinia could be involved. So obviously I think Fulham look a much <clears> worse <throat> team whenever he didn't play last season and I don't know yeah, how far did. he is. Obviously, we've got Leon saying Mitro to Saudi looks imminent, and we have a uh, Nalhala. Tell me if I'm pronouncing your name right in the chat, please. But Mitro will start against uh, Brentford, <laughs> so we have like two completely opposite views right there at the same time. And I love that. This is a uh, we're here to dispel any false narratives that even we might spout. Because I've noticed on the timeline, just this fort before we go to the next match, people will give you like an opinion on Gabriel, like rumors such as he was dropped for disciplinary because they want to keep him and they're like, he's definitely back now after this. Or they're like, oh no, it was tactical and like he might miss out, he's he's not rotation proof, so they're going to sell him. So be careful what you read because everything I'm seeing on the timeline right now is everyone just saying whatever narrative fits what they're going to do already, whether it's selling or keeping an asset. So stay sharp, as Gabe says, and just just keep a lookout for what looks right for your team. Um, Don't get encouraged or Convinced to go with the plan someone else has and stick to your style, I think. But um, anyway, so next matchup is more exciting for the Liverpool oh. owners, at least. I, I reckon we might have some fun <laughs> with this one. Um,
1: no, okay. No, Liv- no,
0: no. Liv- <laughs>
3: Liverpool, Bournemouth. Well, first things first, I'm a Salah owner. <laughs> uh, very happy Salah owner. Um, slightly disappointed from last wave, but never mind. NetXG, Bournemouth. Bournemouth's NetXG game, and it was t- it was toned down, actually, because it was even higher than this before we found a yeah. tiny error in it. 2.07. 2.07 for Bournemouth's NetXG at Liverpool. At Liverpool. Liverpool's home, 2.04. Hmm. What else do we see? Well, my fixture doesn't follow it. It sees a fairly comfortable Liverpool win or score, scoring comfortably, scoring probably a couple of goals, but not necessarily going crazy. And it also sees a possibility of a clean sheet, a possibility, but it's by by no means certain. XG for Liverpool lights up one point eight, big chances two point seven, shots in the box ten point five, headers three point two. Um, maybe a Van Dijk there. Um, the shots goal predictors gave goes crazy for Liverpool really likes them. Bournemouth, on the other hand, doesn't. Um, I'm going to say this, right? Given Trent Alexander-Arnold's positioning last week and the fact that this NetXG is really bad, uh, I know Ducky is in the chat. Captaining Trent Alexander-Arnold, potentially, I think roasted. Roast him. Roast that duck, Gabe. <laughs> over to you.
0: That is so crazy. He's gonna be sitting there sweating. He's gonna have nightmares <laughs> about your, your your words, mate.
2: Roast that duck.
0: Gabe, over to you.
2: Well, um, so captaining Trent is a terrible idea. That's ridiculous. Don't do that. <laughs> Solanke I do think Solanke will score, but here's I'm gonna suggest that there's still an error in the NetXG data, Mariner. Um two point oh seven doesn't really add up. Yeah, well, it, it, it doesn't really right. add up. It, given
3: I, I can't see how it's wrong. It
2: does... So, so but that's just about to tell you why it's wrong. So, if you look, if you look at the creativity metric, the expected metric, and the shots metric, um, the net XG should be an average of that minus the goalkeeper. Right? The goalkeeper is zero, and those are 2.3, 1.4, 1.6. So we're looking at at the average of that should be around like one point, what? seven one point eight. Um, so I'm gonna suggest that the data still still wrong here. We're gonna to have to take a look under the hood here after after the show. So let's let's kind of put NetXG aside for a little bit and, and speak more of, of tactics on this one. Um, so on, on the Trent thing, Trent is inverting when he goes high. So he's he's playing as a traditional right back for the most part for most of the game. You see the on the, the bottom right there the the, the heat map. The most orange, so like where he spends the most time, is in that right back position. As he gets forward, there is some overlapping with, or, uh, and connecting with Salah wide, but the, the deeper yellow there is on the inside. What happens to that is he pushes Sobo wide, and Sobo connecting is connecting with Salah. Now, this isn't necessarily a bad thing for, for Sobo Sly because it's making everybody else more effective. Um, and then we no, see Salah's not there.
0: Gabe, gave you sound a bit like a robot right now. The crackling sure. is back big time. Yeah, yeah. I step in there while you try to get that fixed. Thanks. But we, we got... The thing is, it's, it kind of repeats it. Like it comes back, the sound. So it's like you hear it twice. But the second time is in a robotic voice. So it's very confusing. But uh, apologies for that. Um column says, Who's cooking bacon? This is just escalating into a cooking <laughs> show. We've had cricket, we've got cooking. Um, and at some point, you'll get FPL as well. Thank you for all 56 yeah, of everything. you who are here. I know we're only three yeah. matchups in out of the 10 at 33 minutes, but we will try in the next hour to get through all of them, the captaincy metric, and get to the live QA. So if you've got any questions for the week, do get them in and we'll obviously star those. We're 35 minutes in almost, and it's the first time I'm going to ask. Hit that like and subscribe if you're new to check out the new episodes and enjoy the show. It'd be great to have you aboard the net, that whole ship. But otherwise, uh, let's keep going. I think, um, Chris, my question for you is, seeing as you copied my team, do you um, plan to Captain Salah this week? Yes. Yes. Okay, I want to yes, see what the do. captaincy. 100% let's have that
3: discussion of the captaincy metric. Hey, I 100%, I intend to captain Sal this week. Uh, Gabe, are you back? Yeah, how's it work? How's things?
2: Check, check, test. That Is sounds okay. Test? Oh, good. Yeah. Is it okay for now? Yeah, I think for so. For now. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, carry goodness, on, Gabe.
3: So, carry on. We were talking about Trent, right? He was playing rather deep.
2: Yeah, well, he's we see the uh, the dark orange there in, in his heat map. He plays most of the time at, at that right back position, and then he inverts when he moves forward. And what happens is he he goes that's that's in he moves into Soboslai's position, and Soboslai moves wide to connect with Salah. And that triangle is actually quite interesting. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it is something to monitor, in, including for Soboslai, because he he could have some some opportunities there as defenses. Uh, focus on on Salah and, and on Trent. So I think there could be some opportunities for Soboslai. But what I really like about that is that I think that triangle over there is designed to get Diaz in space, and that's that's where like Diaz's goal came from um, against Chelsea. Um, so I actually I like I like Diaz in, in in this matchup of, of I mean if you can get if you can get to Salah I guess he's you know he's he is a you know he's still a leader of the team, talisman and all of that. Captaining him, I don't think I would go there. I I, I wouldn't captain a Liverpool player myself. Um, but if you're buying a Liverpool player, uh, like I might be, I, th- I think Dias would be would be my target. And I still like Jota. I think his counter press will will be effective against Bournemouth. Um, but he wasn't great in, in in that in that first game, so uh, so I, I could see like some some shade there. Uh, the name Nima's brought his dog along now
3: so uh. <laughs> um brad um any liverpool assets in your team
1: absolutely not i don't know if oh, you guys know um but to the viewers listening, i'm a bournemouth fan so um i'm i'm quietly confident about our season this year i we've done good business in the chancellor window i think it's actually it's gone under the radar, but it is now starting to gain some traction. Um, I know we're looking at Tyler Adams. Um, I think Chelsea are inevitably in for him as well. But um, I'm, I've seen a few people like slander this fixture and say, "Oh, you know, we're in for another nine-nil." Captain Salah, get him in. But I'm not buying it. I, I could still see it being Liverpool scoring two or three goals, but and obviously Salah could haul from that. But I think. We'll put up a good show and I wouldn't be surprised to see a score just because of the football we're playing under Areola. Um, we look like we're, it's almost like a, we're going to outscore you rather than we'll defend, sit deep and, and win 1-0. But he's done that before, uh, Valacano, um, so however you want to pronounce it. But um, it'll be an interesting one. Um, I'm ready to be proven wrong and then have this all come back at me.
3: I don't think you'll be proven wrong. I think you'll score um, in fact mm. I'd go as far as saying I think he might score twice the trouble is the way you're going to play I think Liverpool score four or five times Yeah, that's, and that's yeah, the way I look at it actually is, yeah they're scoring four you know what yeah, I mean it's it's, I've just got that funny sort of feeling I think you're going to yeah. give them a good game I really do and I think it's I like the idea what Gabe mentioned about his mention Solanke at the bottom uh, yeah I think I really like Solanke again. Uh, Price-wise, he just re- it really pissed me off. Actually, quite frankly, to see to see his price so high, um, yeah, a but bit it was really because I really liked him. Think, but no, I I see a I'm, I'm more of a sort of like three one four two sort of person in this say, sort of game.
1: I'm going three one, and I think you know, with our team, our team's quite young at the moment. That's not an excuse. I'm saying that we will be. We're quite an athletic team, like um, Milos Kerk against Salo it's going to be some battle, but that guy just didn't stop running last week. Um, and we got some legs in midfield with Rothwell, Billing, Kirk. so yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how this, this one pans out from a fan point of view and obviously FPL, but I think this could be the game of the week.
3: I really like the look of it I really do and I'm very excited about captaining Sadler I've got to be honest and I don't mind going mm-hmm. against Haaland this week there we go, there go, um, we'll
0: go to the where I am um,
3: we'll see what happens we'll, the we'll match match with the match with the captaincy in a bit
0: yeah we'll talk more about Sadler and the captaincy metric I'm sure and Haaland and others yes. um, but let's go to Wolves v Brighton um, well didn't they surprise us against
3: Man? <laughs> well I don't know I, 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 let's put it this way I didn't think it was before actually um, if I'm honest with you, I didn't think this was a great fixture for Brighton at, at, at all. Um, but Wolves really surprised me, as I said last night on the uh, on the review on the review show. Um, they came out, they really battled, they battled hard. But Manchester United never turned up, quite frankly, as well, which was another issue. But Wolves looked Wolves looked decent. Wolves at home are a different beast as well compared to away. So I, I can see this being. Um, a quiet again i'm not quite sure i agree with the net xg or the fixture difficulty here i think there might be goals oddly enough i think there might be goals in this um doesn't necessarily suggest it. it's more of a gut feel gabe than anything what's your view on this one
2: i think brighton's net xg is um it's held down a little bit by uh jose Sa at home the, the 0.4 goalkeeper so if you know it's you think he might not have that kind of an impact on the game you, you could bump it up to maybe one and a half or something like that and I, I think there'll be goals as well and and I think the, the data we have for Wolves is um I think it's proving to be well the game week one suggested that it might be old data that this might be a different kind of Wolves team set up in a very you know just in a much simpler 4 that maybe suits them um, Cunha and Nunes were were really great against against United, and they just got around United's counter press so easily, just like dribbling around them. Um So I think I, and especially at home, like you said, and they're their homecoming after after a proud performance against United. I, I think Wolves could be up for it, and and the way Wolves will attack right, and I, I think is uh, on the flanks. You have Pablo Sarabia hitting the right side, mostly the right side, Pablo Sarabia. And uh, and uh, our boy Neto from last season, the community favorite Neto from last season, <laughs> a villain now I guess. Um, but but I think it could be one of those. And then and I think Brighton are going to do what Brighton do. Uh, Brighton they're going to find they're going to find overloads. They have to get the ball around that central midfield. Wolves' central midfield. So I, I think they're going to get the ball wide early and then go inside. And I think that favors. Um, that favors Pedro and whoever's at the nine and potentially Pascal Gross as he fills in as, as Pedro moves, it's Pascal Gross kind of coming into that space. So he could get something here. I like I like that central area for Brighton more than the more than the flanks.
3: Okay. Um Brad, which Brighton sets are you on? you
2: said Mitoma, have you got Estupinian
3: yeah, as well?
1: I'm I'm tripled up. So I've got Pedro, oh, wow. Mitoma and Estupinian um with a plan to actually sell the two attacking ones. Uh, in week three. But, yeah, I, this, this could be an interesting one. I, but I've, I'm i a big fan of Gary O'Neill um, for what he did for Bournemouth last year. And I think he can actually do a lot with this Wolves team. I, not maybe something like a top-half finish, but I think actually a lot of people thought that Wolves were relegation candidates. they have lost the manager three days before the start of the season um, and suddenly there was a big panic. But I think, you know, they showed that actually... When they've got their whole squad fit, they're actually a very, very good team. Um, and I think O'Neill will drill them better than, than what they've had previously. Not to go at Lopetegui, but um, they were still fairly sort of boring and placid under him. A lot of 1-0 results. Um, I guess that's what you need in a relegation fight. But they're starting from scratch here, so they could come out of the traps. Um, but I actually think that could lead to more attacking returns for our Brighton assets, obviously. Against United, it was more of a defensive approach. Let's try and nick a goal. Um, so hopefully, it might open up the game a bit more. Yeah, I'll tell you what is interesting, Gabe. And we see this a lot when we're looking at these. The
3: matchups for Brighton normally, the the metrics, the big chances, shots, and target shots in the box, things like that, normally very green. They're not here. That's quite interesting. That suggests that you know maybe, let's like say, Wolves. Although it is old wolves, not new wolves, so we'll yeah. have to we'll have That's to see. That's the thing:
0: is the wolves of last year that were getting the. It's wolves throws. of last
3: season, correct, correct, yeah. correct. Um, I own two; they're going nowhere this week, and they're both playing um, Pedro and Um Okay, should we keep going, Nima? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, just playing ne- I'm playing the same places as time.
0: You. As we have yeah. the same team, we obviously have the same starters. Well, we too, don't right? quite, do we? <laughs> we don't quite because you've got this—you've got the Saliba leak, and I didn't. I've I've heard people coming on to juice. Yeah, it's saying, not mention like, that. Yeah, that. people were like, people were, people were like, oh, I cheated, and I'm like, oh, is that what you guys are calling it? Okay,
1: it's not all cheating. Right. It's
0: just it's not
3: cheating. It's just bloody irritating. That's all it is. It's nothing yeah, more. It is um, pretty
0: frustrating.
3: If I if I'd have heard it, I would have done the same move probably. Yeah. Um, I saw. I heard. The, I heard the Stones
0: one, but yeah. Anyway, should we keep going? Yeah, it is an exciting one. I think one of the games... Yeah, another, game. another good one.
3: Again, Spurs against Manchester United. And I have to say, uh, Manchester United are going to have to improve some, I think. the net XG is only 1.18. Spurs is 1.36. So pretty neutral. Fixed difficulty likes Spurs a little bit more than Manchester United, actually. Um, 1.6 for attack for Spurs. Fixed difficulty against 0.7. Um, Manchester United's central zone. It likes it likes Spurs wings. It likes the wings. It likes the it likes the idea of attacks down the side here, um, and particularly likes shots in box for for Spurs. Gabe and also headers. Um, over to you.
2: I think I think you nailed it with the uh, the wingers because um, what Spurs can't do and this, and Lucien talked about this yesterday on the, on the review show. Is they don't have a nine that runs into the half spaces, so Madison has to hold up the ball a lot um, and wait for the wingers to get involved. Um, the The wingers ran into a back five, obviously against Brentford, but in this one, I think I think the way the wingers could have more success if Madison is able to hold up the ball and kind of just stay out of the the reach of Casemiro. Um, so so I, I do like um, I I think um, I think you do, there's a shout for Udogi here see, seeing like the this netxG and fDr are are quite low. you can see like muted results and uh if uh Udogi can get up the wing maybe get an, an attack in return, he could be interesting um and then and then regarding united i I think you have to wait and see if if Ten Hag um, fixes the the madness that that he employed last weekend um, <laughs> Yeah,
3: <laughs> well, if you, if you didn't catch Gabe's rant yesterday, Brad, it, it's a thing of beauty.
0: There, that a sounds clip like I've got it. Watched, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. a clip of it on Twitter that um, I think Dreads <laughs> clipped. Yeah, uh, yeah, You'll have to have a look at at least the clip, but I think it, it looks like Chris is going to collapse in his chair laughing. But um, yeah, so for this fixture, <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, Madison? Did any of you start with him? Um, yeah, I've got him. Very got happy
1: him. owner at the moment. Obviously... Uh, the main reason for having him is that sort of three to five game week period Um, but more than happy because I thought there'd be goals in that Brentford game last week and again I think there'll be goals this week I think United's defence they were very lucky to come away with a clean sheet especially with that penalty at the end but I could very easily see a 2-2 but yeah both teams are scoring again I reckon and I think this could be a very good watch Uh, I think this this game, the Liverpool-Bournemouth game, and then what we'll go on to next, top three games in the week, easily. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the perspective of these price changes,
3: right? If if Manchester United just happened to blank again this week, I know they've got Fulham in game week three, but the, the casuals will probably throw the teddies collectively out the cot mm-hmm. and start shipping them quite quickly, I think. Oddly enough. So I, um, I looked at
1: that. To start with Bruno um, but then it, I think it's Forrest isn't it next week um, and you can't sell him for that um, but then like Spurs and Chelsea start this great fixture run, and I'm like take a brave player to to sell Bruno before Forrest to then jump on I don't know whoever it wants to be, like Sterling, Madison uh in midfield but it's gonna be a tricky decision ah. to see a few next yeah. week. Yeah,
3: I I really like Madison. I think he's a great bear. I think he may well be coming into my team quite soon, as I I because it looks like I'm going to have to looks like I'm going to have to do the uh, the the redistribution of an Egyptian um, in the not too distant (laughs) future. Um, But anyway, there we go. That's my story. If he 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 leaves for
0: Saudi, then then, um, we won't even know what to do with our money. So the price. price We won't need to worry about money, will
1: we? We won't need to worry (laughs) about money anymore. We'll um, all have Saudi money then. <laughs> yeah, the whole of FPL, the whole
0: of FPL. <laughs> it be good times ahead for us. But um, I, I do like the look of this game as a neutral. I do think Richarlison as well, obviously, seven million, half million cheaper than Madison. Um, I think it's going to come down to big swings this year between people who own either one. I know some might have both. People were talking about <laughs> Sun, but I'm not so sure that I was uh, so keen yet from what we've seen thus far. No, I, think for I much don't cheaper, think yeah, personally, I,
3: I I watched the game. I personally thought Sun was pretty average, to say the least. And I'll tell you what. I, what did I describe Rich Allison yesterday as, Gabe? A wheelie bin, I think. <laughs> Dust bin. Um, I, I thought it was awful. So now, look, I, I don't have any love for Rich Allison at the best of times, but I was willing to bury my Harvey Barnes hatchet, as Gabe has, um, you know, from that perspective and consider him. But at the moment, I think it's Madison or Bust.
0: For me, in that I'm team, still keeping an eye on Richardson. I'd have to make that move. Yeah, yet, I'm no. not
3: saying I'm discounting, but it's just at the moment he didn't He's show it an more. awful
2: lot. Yeah. So, quick, quick question for you guys: um, a lot of people are considering a move for a Liverpool player, right? Say, Luis Diaz, Jota, whomever. Um, would you advise them to get Madison instead if they don't already own? Seen uh, some I people would...
1: say go Diaz this week and then Madison, but. It's a, that's a lot of moves to sort of pencil in. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We've,
3: we've already seen we've already seen the chaos that can happen with selection. I think there's going to be yeah. more issues with rotation this year than we've seen in previous years. Teams that, you know, for example, Newcastle, who we thought were complete locks, all of a sudden have going to have Europe in a few weeks. We're going to need to be able to deal with this. There'll be inevitable injuries as well, unfortunately. Nothing changes there. I don't think you need to I don't think you need to rush into your transfers this week, if you ask me. I have I've said that all along, that, you know, I, I plan to roll this week. I maintain I will roll this week. I want to give it another week and have another look. Madison is hot on my agenda, I have to say. He may well come in in game week three.
2: Yeah, I think even if you do turn.
1: roll... Sorry, go on, Nima. No, I
0: was going to say he wants to essentially avoid this fixture, I guess. It depends what you think of... United's defense, but um, don't hate this. I, I don't it, hate it. I just don't see yeah. the
3: point in wasting me transfer this week. I can. I don't hate yeah. it. I don't love it. I can sort of like
1: sit in and between somewhere. If you roll as well, you can do the classic mini wild card three transfers minus four in game week three. I don't think that's that bad. Um, albeit everyone's team looks pretty well set anyway for game week three, but three transfers could be could be a play in game week three. Have yeah. you heard that?
0: I heard the new dr- one, Chris. You make the what's one free one? transfer this week and roll in game week three because no one wants to sell any of their players game week three. Yeah. And then you have two in game week four when you apparently really need it. But my version of that is roll this week. quite happy to sell Mo Salah actually at this moment in time <laughs> so, so, so spread it around. And so I think the better version of that, that for, well, for my team, at least it's different for every team, but is to roll this week and just do one free transfer next week and still have two in game week four. So that's the way I'm approaching it. And it, it gives me an option to look at like someone like Luke Shaw, who I have, and now feel Anan is the better pick. I think he will get a lot of saves for United, and he could Hoover up some bonus. I'm not sure how many clean sheets they'll keep, but it's still like half a million more for sure. I'm like lucky. I feel like I even got anything out of that game, as we were saying. So <laughs> I think we all are. So, so moving, yeah. So, so, like, yeah, so, so move, <laughs> moving him to like a second Chelsea player or like a second Chelsea defender and banking some money which I would then later maybe be able to use to upgrade elsewhere and get another yeah. attacking player. That, that seems like something I've got on my agenda. So again, I want to watch this week because I don't know who I'm going to sell. And I'd say that's how I approach FPL is you've all talked about watch lists so far and I do have them, but they're actually based on my out list. So I always have a list of players on the chopping blocks as you might call it. And in every position, it's like, if I was going to sell at one player in this position, who would it be at this moment? And that's the thing I'm constantly updating in my head because that then escalates where do I feel my transfer has the highest upside for me because what's the weakest link of my team? So it's like each week I'm just trying to slowly improve the weakest link of my team. And I look at my 11 this week and some people's 11s and they look very strong already, right? So I just don't feel like I need to use it. But obviously if you had Gabriel and you got Saliba before price changes, or you got Chilbo and you know you want him long term, I think those were great moves to have made earlier in the week. But as you get closer to the deadline on Friday and it's Wednesday now, I start to question, like, if there's no imminent price changes that will ruin what you want to get to, I would just keep waiting. Because by Friday, you might be able to activate both transfers on Friday. There's only two more days of price changes, and most of the big ones probably happen. So, yeah, keep an eye on it, I would say. But, yeah, that, that's kind of my that perspective. That is a wide word. Remember, wide, remember
3: right. there's a mid Is City playing this week?
0: They're playing right now. I was going to Today. redo the line. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. don't forget that, right? Don't forget that. You know, you make your early transfers, and then whoa.
1: You know, it's we've already it seen it once. As well. Yeah, stone. exactly. I'll tell,
0: I'll tell you the lineup. So the lineup for um, let's keep going. But yeah, yeah, go so, to the next game while you know, I get the lineup going. But um,
3: which so is Manchester Whoops,
0: hang on. Oh,
3: is it? No, hang on. It's Manchester City against oh, Newcastle next one. Yeah, I jumped yeah, at the same time.
0: Yeah,
3: just whilst you're doing that, we can bring this in Nima as well. If they what they'll uh, we'll probably bring the. Um, selection in on the back of this fixture probably Um, Manchester City against Newcastle NetXG 1.97 Newcastle 1.07 looks like City might suggest City might concede Um, I would have said again but well never looked like it last week Um, uh, home fixed difficulty 2.4 defensive 0.9 still likes them Uh, XG, big chances, 2.7. Who gets most of those? Shots on target, 5.3. Who gets most of those? Um, Yes. Uh, Newcastle, on the other hand, doesn't really like them. Doesn't like much about them at all, Gabe. Probably sees quite a tough day at the office for them. They weren't particularly good away from home at the end of last season
2: either. Yeah, but I I think um, what we learned from game week one was that Newcastle have a Have more wing play than they had last season, or is it last season? Their wing play was from deeper areas. A, even 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 share from from the back line. Now they have a presence, uh, wing play on the left side. They have it on the right side as well. And I think they'll be hitting. They'll be hitting effectively um, Manchester City's kind of like the the corners of, of Manchester City, and that's going to open up things for Isak. Um, I think Barnes starts on in this one on the left uh, with Gordon moving over to the right. Um, And that's going to give them so much, so much pace on the counter attack um, with delivery, especially from that right-hand side. Gordon can certainly put a ball in that, um, that I think Newcastle gets something here and make this game really interesting. City are going to do what they do. Send it, you know, send it to like Yao Ming, um, send the ball to Yao Ming, the big guy up front. But I, I think if I remember correctly, I think Newcastle did a decent job shutting Holland down last season um, I don't remember specifically, but um, I, I think Holland struggles in that. He, he might struggle, not not struggle, but um, it's not the best situation for him, let's put it that way, to be in that box between um, Cher Botman, Guimardes, and Tonali. I think Guimardes and Tonali will will certainly sit a lot deeper in this one than they did against Villa. Um, and, and and so because of that, I think Alvarez could be a really good play here uh, this week. I actually like him best of the City players next Aside from Holland, of course, mm. I really like Alvarez as well. I wish I went for him. So I let
3: really, me tell you the nearly, lineup. Nearly did pre season. Come on, Nima.
0: So the lineup tonight is very strong for Mad City in the Cup. Um, Super Cup lineup. Edison in goal. Walker is the captain. Akanji, Guardiola, Aki. Rodri, Kovacic, Foden in the midfield, it looks like. Palmer, Grealish, Haaland up top. Uh, so on the bench, as you'll notice is two players getting uh, rested or benched, Diaz and Alvarez. So with KDB out, Alvarez sitting this game out, you do wonder if it intensifies the idea of him as a 6.5 million second city player to go for if you've got some slots open. Um, Definitely keeping my eye on him. And yeah, that's the kind of thing you could... That could be a
3: very nice way to spread a bit of Mo Salah money (laughs) into my third striker slot. Very nice sort of stuff. So then I'd have a problem because I've got Chucky as uh, I've got Chucky as my four point five Chelsea player sat waiting to come in, of course. But anyway, we'll see. Um, Brad, Manchester City. Where are you? Uh, obviously, you're, everyone's a sala uh, Sorry, a Haaland Have you got
1: Harland. any others? Yeah. Any, any any others? Ninety so percent. I got kind of stones. Oh. We were actually <laughs> we we're having a team talk, by three minutes before the deadline. I'm like looking at my phone, like it nearly half six, like deadline. And I got the Stones news through enough time to bench him, but I, I didn't know who to sell him to. So I've got Stones, I'm still a Stones owner and I'm very glad that he's on the bench because I think that means he comes back in um, with a lot of people knowing that he wasn't going to be around. They've all sold him. And so I still think yeah. I'm in a decent place because I think I've still got the best city defensive asset. Um at least one of the most nailed. Um, so, I'm actually benching him at the moment. I think I'm going to be Chilwell, Gabriel and Estefín but happy to have him on the bench coming in if need be. Um, and then Gehi is my second defender at home to Arsenal. So, yeah, City-wise, um, just, a, just a double up. But Alvarez could come in next week. It'll be him or Jackson. Um, it'll be really tempting if I see him start against Newcastle. I think it's Sheffield United next week as well so mm. that would be very tempting could be a haul from him Yeah.
3: You see I've got this little devil on me shoulder telling me to go to uh, James and Chilwell at the back um that's for Chelsea of the and for then go and then go Alvarez up for, up top yeah. instead of Jackson. Yeah. So, I've got so it just gives me for... that little bit more money, doesn't it? it gives me that half a yeah. million more to sort of like play with going forwards. And I actually quite like the Chilwell and uh, and James sort of like double up for those fixtures. Yeah. Uh, um so that's where I'm sort of sort of angling towards right now, and that's why I quite like the uh, that's why I quite like the idea of the uh, uh Alvarez pick.
0: Mm. Cool. I think any Foden owners out there as well would be interesting to see what the thoughts are. I'm obviously playing maybe in the eighth position in midfield tonight. So I'm interested to see that game actually or some highlights after yeah, Just
3: just a quick just a quick question or just a quick comment. There's death, there's taxes and there's Callum Wilson scoring in game weight one, right?
0: <laughs> I did say every preseason that there's that one casual friend of mine who he has him every season. <laughs> yeah, no And he always says he scores and he always does. And it's been like years. Yeah, he does. Yeah, but the most yeah. Salah one Don't got know. broken, right? He didn't score a goal for the first time since his uh, arrival at Liverpool in game week one. Now the new narrative is that Salah's never scored in game week two. He's always blank. So if he broke the game week one, who <laughs> ah, you, I'm sure he'll get
1: in. Again, if I'm telling you. I'm telling it's you. It's going to
0: be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. I think... um Anything on Newcastle? Because obviously just before we go to the next match, I just want to briefly touch on them because obviously they look very exciting. And I think very They're soon electric. we're going to go for yes. them, right? They, 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 obviously not everyone will play as high a line as Villa did perhaps, but with centre-backs at the halfway line. But you know, <laughs> I do think overall Newcastle look very good. And I do think it's a question of almost like we've all gone without them because we don't know which ones we want yet. So it's like we're all kind of assessing them. And I'm interested to see if hopefully there's a bit of divergence in what everyone's kind of final destination they arrive at is because you know you've got the ends of the world you've got the tripiers of the world you then got the strikers mids you know there's a lot of options here so i think some people will be tripled up very soon which keep an eye on how that european uh, rotation might hit us but yeah otherwise um, is there anything you want to add on newcastle before we go to the next matchup
3: I mean, look, I just think at the moment, I mean, I can leave Trippier another week or two, but he's firm. I think, you know, I, I do like that. Even at that price, I think it could be a very, very interesting, a very interesting pick going forwards. I'll sit and wait. I've got to have the money, but I just can't decide where to spend it, really, at the moment. It's a bit like... You know, you've got, you know, you've got, you've just got a nice little pair rise and you're thinking, right, I'm going to go out and buy something. I'm just going to, I've got to wait another week, another another week for it to turn up. So I think once that money comes in, then I'll start thinking about it. For now, I'm all right. I, I really like it, The trouble is, how many more forwards have we got, which we like right now? Quite a few all of a sudden. All of a sudden, we probably need an extra forward slot. Yep. Isn't it strange from where we were talking about preseason, Gabe?
2: The, I think the problem for me with Trippier is um, if the service, if the delivery is uh, coming more from the, the wingers now, from Barnes and from Gordon, does that does deeper. that make Trippier less involved in the attack? And I, 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 just a, a question to just to leave there as as we're watching Newcastle develop here.
0: Sounds good. Let's go so, to. I the mean, next I'm happy spider.
2: to leave it for now. I'm happy
3: to leave it for now. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, okay, Aston Villa, Everton. Let's keep going then, shall we? um so I'm surprised actually, Gabe didn't have a rant about uh, Una Emery. Actually, I, I really thought he was going to have a complete
0: flip. No, no, no. Everything is Aston yesterday. Miller. No, no. We need people to go and watch the sub one hour review show. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm still surprised years.
3: he didn't have a flip. To, but but anyway, um, that said, this week Aston Villa are at home against Everton. Um, Aston Villa's fixed difficulty is very good, two point six. That's because Everton, generally speaking, away from home, have been really bad. Really bad. Um, NetXG doesn't pick it. 1.23 for Aston Villa at home and Everton 0.92. Um, what I do spot with Aston Villa is that left-sided matchup and XG and big chances. This screams Olly Watkins for me this week, guys. It screams Olly Watkins. Um
2: Gabe? Again, I, I think um, I think Diaby slips between, between the Everton defense better than Watkins. I, I think Watkins will be like the kind of creating for Diaby once again in, in, in this one because that, that left side does light up, like you say, and Watkins is the target on that side. Um, but Ever- Everton are set up to prevent shots, right? So as the ball goes to Watkins, they're going to shift hard. And, and I think that's going to open up um, opportunities for Diaby. So I really like Diaby in this one. Um, and, and, and yeah, you're right. Like I, I didn't, there's, there's no rant for Unai Emery because I kind of understand what, what he was doing. Like he, you go down and he's, and he's trying to push it forward. Like the, the one thing was, uh, Leon Bailey's position. He put him in center midfield and Leon Bailey's is going to go wide anyway. So your, your central midfield areas are left lacking. Um, but I, 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 don't think he'll repeat the same mistake here. And, and I think they'll shore up, um, that they'll be able to contain. It will be on that left side. It will be played well last game. So. Um, so, yeah, I see a comfortable win for Villa and returns for both Watkins and, and Diaby.
3: You're normally working with, it's normally stumps you're aiming at. Watkins likes to aim at posts um, <laughs> from my from my perspective. Um, I do like Ollie Watkins, though. And, and what's, what's your perspective on Villa's attack, particularly now with Diaby as well?
1: Yeah, I, as a non-Watkins owner, I'm slightly worried. I know a rival of mine... Uh, has him in the mini-league, so I'll be behind a little sofa watching this one, I think. Um, but I'm hoping Diaby can kind of nick the returns off him um, and then Diaby really sort of comes into his own, I think. It's around week nine where Villa's fixtures start to change, week eight, week nine, um, and the double-up could be on. But yeah, they, despite the sort of result, they, they did look like um, and they were well-received in the community. It did look like there will be options, us later in the year. And I think with Villa just bring so much energy and Everton are just almost like so sapping. Like it's the real old school football. I honestly think Villa are scoring at least two, probably three goals. Wouldn't be surprised at a clean sheet either.
3: Yeah, he's, I do think that Watkins might get cannibalised a bit, Gabe. I do tend to I do tend to agree with you a bit on this one. Um, there's been few few questions um, about the, the defense side of things. Villa clean sheet this week, uh, Gabe. What's your perspective on that? Is it possible? Net XG is saying point nine two, but you know if you look at Everton's um, matchups, you know zonals are very low. XG is pretty poor. Everything's quite low, really. But again, you know, there was some interesting things about Decore last week. Wasn't that uh, last week we, we spoke about a bit about uh, yesterday. Do you think, um, I mean, if Mopai doesn't pay, they'd play, they might score.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> what, do, you think, do you think Villa could keep a clean sheet? Would, here's your question. Would you play your Villa defenders this week, guys? There's, there we go. I would. Yes, 100%. percent play them.
0: Over Gabriel, right? Yeah. I think right. someone just a, asked in the chat. Yeah, Leon in yeah, the chat.
1: Yeah, easy, easy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, attacking yeah.
1: returns as well. So,
0: any love for any yeah. Everton assets? Did anyone uh, get any eyes on four million Bramthwaite? Did he play? Does anyone know? I don't know. That, I don't know. I'm not, not playing it it at all. Yeah, uh, I've about by saying that you know it's time to move to the next matchup that yeah i mean thing. mcneil's yeah. injured that's the yeah, only one who would have been that's the only one who would have been interesting
3: for me would have been mcneil but he he was because uh, he was a bit talismanic with like respect McNeil. to it but yeah.
2: but it, it yeah. will be has taken up it will be played that that spot in game week one and he and he did really well it will be such a such a good player he does so many different things but i but i think villa that that's all they have Unless they they switch out Danjuma for Malpé, then they get some kind of variable up front. But I I think Villa can shut down at Wembley.
0: Calvin Lewin might come back in. Um, we knew he wasn't <laughs> going to be in this one. So six. Then his million. leg will fall off. Then his leg will fall off again. So yeah, add, exactly.
1: You know, yeah. I mean, flip his laces coming out of change rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I I had, him, I had him every few years in draft <laughs>
0: I always had him in draft leagues and then he would played like one game for me or a sub on a game and then like he'd be yeah. gone for the rest of it. And then He's this a year... Troll. He's an FPL uh,
1: troll.
0: He is. Um, I think we'll keep going. Uh, obviously, yeah. Pickford, we kind of spoke about. I think if you go to the Nottingham Forest matchup, if you missed the first matchup of the show, we'll timestamp them for everyone. We did talk more about the goalkeeper conundrum there. So I think we'll kind of yeah. leave Pickford and the goalkeepers uh, out of this conversation. We'll go to Crystal Palace at home against Arsenal yeah
3: this is interesting this is really interesting Nima because of the way this is the first one we've got a significant divergence on uh fixed on net xg and fixed difficulty as you know my fixed difficulty is has a built-in evil laugh for anything to do with Arsenal particularly away from home <laughs> and here we go again boys uh Net XG, 1.76 for Arsenal and 0.98 for Palace. Um, And then my fixed difficulty throws it completely on its head. And it really likes Palace over over Arsenal, both on attack and defence and the zonals with respect to the centre. All the zonals and and the XG and the big chances and the shots on target. And the shot's in the box at 11.5 and 2.9. And no, Gabe, it's not broken. Um, <laughs> it's just different. <laughs> it's just different. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being different, right? No. Um, Gabe, it is a tough place to go. Maybe not as tough as my fixed difficulties maybe making it out. But I wasn't too impressed with Arsenal, if I'm brutally honest
2: with you, last week. Forrest could have had a couple. Man, I think it's broken. You could... look at Arnie, no,
0: I spoke to Blue about this, Chris, and he was like, I'm sorry, like, I'm not taking it. I'm not having this Saka like outside the top <laughs> 10 captaincy to metric game week one. Like, he was like, no, no, like, something in the input is on you need to fix it. So, I agree with Gabe here and I'll trash. How many him returns stuff.
3: did he get? How many returns did he get? Who, Blue? Saka.
0: Oh, Saka. Saka. He called a yeah. worldview, like I thought. It continued. Yeah, how many returns did he get? Experience.
3: How many returns? One. How many returns did Haaland get and some of the others?
0: How many did Do you he... see what I mean? How how many many returns? These... It's
3: net that haul, not net that return.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, keep, you keep saying that. But he got, <laughs> did he get a double digit? But get, uh, he got a 10 pointer, right? So that's what yeah. a haul is. So you lost, but your point is redundant. So as I said, 10 points is a haul. So you missed that. Thanks for clarifying that the metric is catching double-digit holds. I let you catch... No, it's not.
3: It's not. It's catching two returns. It catches two returns. It doesn't catch the bonus points.
0: It catches two returns. Fair enough. No, I'll take that. But um, I think overall, though, (laughs) the people who owned like Saka, Martinelli and Saliba, you were talking about single return. I call that triple return. I like oh, no, side. don't get me wrong. I owned Saka.
3: I just wouldn't captain him. I owned Martinelli as well. And then I owned Gabriel, unfortunately.
2: But what are your thoughts anyway? There then
0: I guess so because people don't have players to sell. Oh. Some people have double Hold. Arsenal, right? But long Hold. term, you've got the likes of Madison at cheaper than Martinelli and Saka. Like you know, Rashford is someone who people thought they were going to keep all season. Same with Bruno. They're now debating that. So with another week's information, like where are you going to go? This is what I mean. Like are you going to who which midfielder are you selling to get the exciting one you want like you know are you selling like a matoma or Salah. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy it's so easy I just keep sell saying salad. this but how will you sell him if he gets like a five goal captaincy return for you next week you're going to tell me what you do him. do you want me to put it on Whoa. my screen
3: and do you want me to put it on the screen <laughs> sorry, and what you do Bradley, is you press, a, <laughs> you press a little button you press a little button oh, which yeah. says transfer then when you press the little button with transfer you trans- You go out I think and then you send what you do is you then select someone else and then you go transfer in that's how you transfer in
0: but man. the main point is if you didn't have Salah like some <laughs> of these Bruno teams don't would you be selling your second United mid or your second Arsenal mid if that was four of your midfield yeah. with like a 6.5, right? It's, is that that is tougher. Telling?
3: That is a lot tougher because that double doublers, which I was set up with at the outset as well, that double United, double Arsenal, I still don't dislike it. I, I didn't like Manchester United, but I don't dislike that double double.
0: So it's not that enough that to would have be scared t- you the first game week. Yeah, you want to see what United do in the next fixture. I Before do. you make yeah. any rash decisions, no rash for decisions, yes, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, so that's... anyway, we divest.
3: We divest. We've had an argument about Arsenal. Now, Gabe, uh, my metric's not broken; it's just different. Just a bit like me. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the tactics
2: of this one. I mean, Martinelli against Joel Ward. <laughs> that's it that's 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 what you have to know like saka if saka plays the way he played in game week one then then saka like like saka's fantastic every single week if he plays the way he, he played the game before that then he's not right Same and then the same but for the inverse for havertz for example if havertz plays the way he played in the community shield then he's an obvious every week if he if he's as involved as he was in game week one, then he's not an option, right? Because in game week one, Arsenal was so focused on that right hand side that um, that Havertz didn't really get much. In fact, Martinelli went over to the right hand side just to get a whiff of the ball a little bit. So, um, but you know, so I, I think whether I think that the zonal is just going to be game and situation dependent uh, for for Arsenal, just kind of like whatever opens up, that's what they're going to use. But I, I think if we're looking player by player matchups. I think Martinelli against against Joe Ward is, um, is the way you got to go here. I think that, just one uh... thing on
0: Martinelli as well, there was a lot of talk of obviously his threat to his mm-hmm. minutes, but the performance he put in in game week one off the ball and the work rate and like I saw him lose the ball and go back and take it, the hunger arteta actually called it out in the post-match interview and was like explicitly said this is what i like this week not what i saw versus city and he's like and you know when he can do this he's like like yeah he's gonna play for me every week every game like um mm-hmm. so until the champions league comes i think if i was gonna pick just going back to the other question like i'd, I'd personally be looking to sell maybe like a bruno if i had him over like a mm-hmm. second arsenal attacker but things may change right after another week um yeah. in terms of predictions and let's go to the next match up from here um what do you expect? Because obviously the FDR and the next G kind of diverge and disagree. What's we'll, we'll everyone's kind of predicted scoreline? We'll clip this one and we'll see how each of us get on, and then we'll go to the next matchup. But just the scoreline. La- isn't
3: this the last one? I think this is the last one.
0: No, there's two more. No, there isn't. No, if Chelsea West Ham. We'll go. Oh, back. did
3: we? Did we jump past it? All right. Okay. Um, I, I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be one-one.
0: One-one. Who's scoring for Palace? Eze?
3: Yeah, probably. I can't think of anybody else.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, no, I think um, I will. Yeah, away. I think last year away from home, we, we were kind of top for clean sheets. And it was actually at home where we didn't keep any, mainly. And um, I think last year there was only one team, I think it was Fulham, who conceded as many goals when ahead at home that season and that's like over a whole season long so I do hope we shore up at home if we have any chances to really go for it this year but away from home I do feel that we might just play a more traditional back four and like respect Palace a bit more than we did at home against Forest so I'm I'm pretty confident that like like if Zinchenko was back and he's put an Instagram post saying happy to be back if he was you know going to play it left back and you got Gabriel at left center back I'm pretty confident in this fixture that will be a lot tighter so I think it just depends on the whole. what's the system. And that's the one thing to say about Arsenal, maybe a reason to sell down the line, is these players might change quicker than you ever imagined under Arteta. It's going to be full pep-level rotations. Um, he's never had the chance to have this many players to do this with. But let's go to the next game, which I've skipped, as we said. So I don't yeah. know where we were with it, but I believe... Or it might not it? even be in here. Yeah, it's not even I in. I don't here. know where. Is it not there? Oh no, anyway. No. well. Anyway,
3: got in the London <laughs> no. well, Chelsea, Chelsea West Ham. I, you can get right, it there, right. Okay, let's just talk about Chelsea West. The game. Have you got the? Have you got your uh, information there? So, do you want to yeah. just talk about it?
0: Yeah, yeah so just talk it, it over. podcast it. listeners won't miss the data. Podcast listeners yeah. won't give a, won't, won't give a hoot.
2: Yeah, Chelsea West Ham. Chelsea uh, net one point two three. West Ham one point two nine. Interestingly um let's see goalkeeper involvement kind of minimal here um fdr has west ham 1.8 chelsea 0. 0.2 so the fdr agrees with with net xg and liking west ham slightly more than chelsea um zonal's chelsea uh, west ham's left 3.6 chelsea center 3.3 are, are the two of notes uh the matchups we're looking at um Nothing really stands out. Maybe a big chance matchup for West Ham at 2.7 could indicate like three big chances is quite a lot. Um, and the goal predictors slightly favor West Ham as well. Um, in terms of the tactics, I think uh, like what, what Lucien was talking about is everything from, from West Ham does go to Bowen, um, but Bowen isn't doing much with them and it's quite low XG chances that he's getting. So the, Lucien was saying like uh, West Ham are highly dependent on uh, set pieces. And I think that could be the case here again um, from Chelsea's perspective. I think a lot of people are talking about Nicolas Jackson because how many things they saw him do. Um, but I, I, I still don't trust his finishing. I think he's extremely raw in, in, in front of goal, even with his movements, he's going to be inconsistent. Um, so I, I, I still prefer, I mean, I think that the best att- attacker on Chelsea is Chilwell for me. Oh, and um, and the, the, the who's on pens for Chelsea? It, it's going to be a, it's it, it'll likely be Enzo Fernandez.
0: It's going to be Sterling yeah, I'm at, gonna, at five I'm million. Gonna, I'm at five million, it. mm. it's going to be Sterling. I'm gonna call it from now, guys. I'm calling it from now. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, We've already you.
3: touched. A, we touched a bit on Chelsea already, Brad, haven't we? Um, you, you're yeah. a Chilwell owner
1: already. I take it. Yeah, Chillwell, and yeah, um, with a view for more.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You Just depends who would
1: you be, uh, yeah. Uh, you
3: said James.
1: Yeah. So James and Colwell are on the radar. Um, wasn't the original plan. It was actually to go double attack with Sterling and Jackson, but that's pretty, it's become pretty flexible because of Alvarez and Richardson becoming options. So those two creates like a four, um, and then game week four, I'm ironing up a defensive transfer for either Gabriel or Estepinian, depending on minutes and fixtures, um, for Estepinian getting slightly worse. Um, and then it's appetite for risk, really, with James versus Colwell. Um, James coming off early could actually be good if they're getting clean sheets wrapped up and get him off put him wrap him up in cotton wool. But the attacking returns could be there. I saw someone mention about Colwell's um, bonus point potential, um, but if if they're going five at the back as a regular occurrence or even I think Pops actually said that it was actually a four at the back with Chilwell playing left mid. Um, but if James and Chilwell are getting forward, I think they're no brainers with their potential attack and returns. But the thing with them yeah. is you actually have to get on them early in week three because, yes, they have good fixtures from four to eight. But the best fixture is week three. So you kind of don't want to miss the bus. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I, I think that's roughly where I am as well. I tell you what is interesting, Gabe. How 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 uh, refreshing it is to to actually have a guest on who doesn't have any hidden agendas about players like we do. or doesn't appear to. Doesn't appear to. Maybe we will wow. find this troll out later on. Maybe you do have <laughs> somewhere where you don't want to go. You know, maybe you do have a Voldemort. I do, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, okay, cool. Um, I think we keep going, Nima, do we? Um... Yeah, yeah,
0: so there is no temp fixture. I just realised it's
1: obviously a blank game. Yes, and... that's right, it's Cheers not Luton. Off, So, <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah. thanks, a Luton.
1: Bournemouth is so much better than Luton Stadium, honestly.
3: <laughs> yeah, you don't have to walk through someone's house to get to the ground for yeah. a start. <laughs> <laughs> We've
0: well, we done well. One hour, 20, and we're at the end of the match-ups like we were actually saying, but that's mainly because there wasn't another fixture, so... Thank God that that helped us stick to it. It probably really.
3: wouldn't have troubled the. Sc- I'm going to put a cricket term in. I don't think Luton and Bolton and, and Bolton and, and uh, Burnley would have troubled the scorers. <laughs> <Got a straight laughs> the um, and by the way, a Ducky said something earlier on. He said, "Why is duck a, a you know a bad term in cricket?" <laughs> oh,
2: do you know do what you mean it means, a Duck? Why? Do you
3: know what a duck means, Gabe? Do you know what a duck means? There's the next question.
0: A nope. duck in we'll let bradley tell us and the listeners cuz it feels like only you know chris
2: uh, <laughs> come on come well, on well you break your duck right so um,
1: it's slightly different it's not that, that well it's not that it's not um, that sort so good batting uh, <laughs> runs um, so when they don't score any runs at all and they get zero they get a duck so say say your own uh, defender and they score zero points they get a duck so that's that's it basically. But there's all types of certain ducks, but don't go into details like no. platinum ducks, golden ducks, um black <laughs> yeah. ducks. There's, there's all Crispy aromatic.
2: Yeah, Crispy
3: aromatic. That well. no, no, that's another one. That's not
2: going another type of but... no, <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: <ducks. laughs> duck, picking duck.
3: <laughs> um, uh, next five matchups, guys. Very, very quickly. Um, I'm just going to timestamp it, just from the perspective of people can come back and have a look at it. One hour twenty-two um, to come and look at it. But who who stands out on fixture difficulty? Well, hardly surprisingly, the the, the uh, template stays very strong. Manchester City, Manchester United, Newcastle, Liverpool, Brighton, and to a slight lesser extent, Arsenal and Spurs from attack. Manchester City, Crystal Palace. Brad, are, are still, it re, fixed difficulty really likes Crystal Palace. It's like them all the way along. It, it's starting to like Newcastle. But the, the fixed difficulty, it, generally yeah. speaking, is much worse for defence. So it still sticks with your, attacking, your defenders are looking for attacking returns, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, NetXG, I'll uh, just very quickly say, it, almost, uh, jumps Manchester City and Arsenal out. And Newcastle then spurs to a slightly lesser extent. Uh, Net XG against who's best? Well, uh, Manchester City, uh, Luton, <laughs> because they haven't got a game. They've got one less game. Oh. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Me, that, there we go that, that, that drinking, is what's no, called drinking. that is what's called the 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 the, uh, the what is it unintended consequences right i think you've you've probably come across unintended consequences at work and i do there we go that's an unintended consequence when you take luton's fixture out and burnley's fixtures out aston villa's very good actually as well that's an interesting one zonal's manchester united uh, across uh, left and centre really stand out. There's a number of others. Spurs Spurs right. Bournemouth left and centre, Brad. Um mm-hmm. and just for big chances, I'm just gonna look for big chances. Who are big best for big chances? Newcastle, Manchester United, Manchester City. Brighton and Villa. The rest is all there. Okay? So the rest there, uh, come and come and get it.
0: Fast. Yeah, so I think before the captaincy metric, I don't know if you've got another slide as well, but I don't think it's,
3: uh, it's just the just the one week fixtures. It's just one week summary. So if you just put it up for 10 sec, uh, that's just yeah. just put it up for 10 seconds whilst we're talking. So that's at one hour 24. If people want to come and just look at the one week summary, I will be posted on Twitter as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's just a good one. If you want to just look for this week rather than the next five. But we'll play the little video for the captaincy metric, the jingle before we release who is top of the table who is the star on the Christmas tree out here in August, as we realize summer is coming to an end and someone's going to tweet that it's only X number of days from Christmas soon. Will it be you who will be the first to bring back the Christmas tree circles of FPL Twitter? But that's not a challenge. That's not a challenge. Don't worry. Don't do it yet. Mariner might delete his account if he sees that. (laughs) But um, on that note, Let us know in the chat who you're captaining. I will end the poll that's been going since the start of the show asking if you're captaining Salah. It's fluctuated throughout. There's a nice number of votes in there. So I'll also give the poll results once we do the captaincy.
3: Okay, well, it's very close, and it's a two-horse race between the two people who you'd probably have expected it to be, Salah and Haaland. Now, the minutes are still not updated. Um, the, we can play with the metric in a few minutes. Uh, you may find that by the time we switch the, or normalise the minutes, we might find that Harland might jump slightly above Salah, but we'll see. Um, what's the key takeaways of all this? Um, let me go through them for a start in order, top five. Salah, Harland, Watkins, Madison. Madison sat there and Gibbs White, followed by Awanyi. So, two forest players sitting there caveat we are using data that we have absolutely no idea with for sheffield united so the if you are if you if you are i don't know mad enough, but I think yeah. I' remember the wrong term but if 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 you're a bit maverick enough to go for a forest player on the back of this, the caveat is of course is that we don't really know much about Sheffield united salary though um his his uh, last six for returns is top on the. This is all by percentile, Brad. Just to let you know, um, so he's ninety fourth on minutes, seventy uh, first on holes, hundred on returns, ninety two on points, ninety seven on fixture difficulty, um, eighty three on fix on net So they they coincide quite well. Net xg again suggests he doesn't get a point for a clean sheet in captaincy. By the way. There we go. There's a little point for you. He doesn't get his clean sheet point according to this. Neither does um, big chances nice. in, yeah, big chance involvement, big chance involvement 85. Yes, Harland doesn't anyway. Uh, and uh, zonal involvement's 99, gives Salah a 90. Harland, um, better on holes, slightly worse on returns, slightly better on points. Fixed security 90, NetXG, 77, big chances 98, zonals 98. I think this is the key with. Harland is that he's just involved in is just involved in pretty much everything. Uh, Watkins, a hundred involvement, big chance involvement as well. So I think he's quite interesting. But there is that deviation, Gabe, on Watkins with respect to the net xG against the fixture difficulty, which is quite interesting. And um, also Watkins doesn't haul; he just returns. So again, you know, now the thing is if Salah. Had um, I'm, I'm just going to add the uh, the metric to the screen now so that we can play around with this. And the first yeah. thing I've done For the people in the, the chat,
0: this will be the yes. way forward this season as well. If you've yes. not tuned in, we're going to live update our narrative. So put in the chat if so, so you want to find out where certain players would move
2: to. Yeah,
3: we're going to tweak it a little bit. But the first thing we've done actually, we've built, I've bumped um, Brian and Boomer's numbers uh, minutes wise up. Okay, and I've just bumped that up, and that's pushed him um, up now to third. Okay, you'll see that there. So he's again it round and roundabout. Now, if Salah had have hauled, he would have gone to hundred almost certainly. That pushes him away from Harland. But if Harland's minutes are the same as Salah, that pushes him right back up to that pushes him right back up to Salah. If I'm brutally honest with you, is, Haaland is not a bad captain to pick at all against Newcastle. I've maybe made my bed with respect to Salah by owning him. I think for that reason, I'm probably going to captain him because I own him. I don't mind going against him a little bit, but I think I might need a big sofa.
0: <laughs> um, up here. That's, that's I mean, amazing. obviously, we
3: can bump Madison's minutes up as well. Uh, let's say to that, he bumps him up to third. A one year. The trouble is with a one year. Look, he's a one year gives why. A one year. Numbers have been brilliant towards the end of last season. He, he did he as he returned in five or six games, Gabe. I think he has something like that. But his minutes are really poor. And even then, he came off the bench this week, didn't he? I think he came off the bench this week again against Arsenal. He didn't start. So if that's the case, you know, I mean if a one year started and played it's, he's up he's up there as well.
0: So what can you it do? It could look Jota? something like that. Can you change Jota's minutes from nineteen to center? Yeah, yeah, I can. How high would Jota go? Seventy seven fourth. Okay, that's not bad. So yeah, so there's a lot of context as Gabe says, like it shows the effect of the context on the data as he said in the chat. So But this but whilst we're talking
3: about roast duck and ducks and cricket and everything else, let's just bring Ducky in with his, with his, uh, with his uh, Trent captain. Um, this is the problem. It's his NetXG against. It absolutely hates them. Um, you know, um, the attacking metric, uh, they're, they're, they, sorry, the fixed difficulty for defense is not that bad from my side, 72. But Gabe's NetXG, it detests it detests Liverpool. Um, even if it was, even if it was the same as mine, seventy-two, it's still not great. And the reason is his big chance involvement isn't there. He's not really that involved. he's not as involved. And we do tend to track big chances on on this metric rather than just chances. Okay. So if you look at Trent's big chances, it's only twenty-five. So that's quite low. Um, but yeah, so that's roughly where it is. I'll obviously unfilter all this later on and just move it back to how it was. But um, Brad, I'm going to come to you first. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to ask you a general question. How do you pick your captaincy? How do you pick your captains?
1: Um, I'm very much a fixtures player. Um, I guess in the past, you know, I've sort of we've actually had to make some decisions with regards to captaincy and... But, you know, with the last year and and this year, it's a lot more straightforward than just going for the robot. But, um, you know, if an injury happens or, you know, Pep really does um, rotate him a lot, then it will be interesting to see um, sort of people where they go um, after Haaland. But generally, I'm looking at uh, teams like percentages, Percentage chances to score, sort of two plus goals, three plus goals, um, and just how much I'm I'm backing that player to be involved. Basically, like someone like a focal point, um, the sort of talisman of their team, like Eze, is Haaland, Saka, like people, players like those, um, Salah as well, obviously for Liverpool. Um, but yeah, generally don't sort of go against the crowd too much with captaincy, despite being one of those that says, "Oh, I thought about it, but I, I didn't go for it." Because <laughs> like to stay with the crowd, and ultimately we're judged on our ranks, I guess. Um, so I like to play it fairly safe. I reckon. Yeah, I, I
3: mean, Gabe, I'm just going to say this: this is a sort of like it's slightly different because it's two different players but and two different and instead of being one team it's two different teams but it's got a bit of a game week 36 wilson and Isaac sort of feel to this to mm. me it my gut is telling me salah i am scared to death of harland it's the same
2: thing are are you are you scared to death of salah no
3: well well i well, 'm I'm, I'm so scared to, look I'm, i 've I've made my bed almost to lay in it because i 've obviously brought Salah in that the whole plan was to captain him this week. Everything which I think about Bournemouth, everything we 've spoken about Bournemouth about Bournemouth being gung ho attacking everything like that, you know the four two that we 've talked mm. about earlier on, the fact that Salah's has nailed supposedly, unless it's been unless it's the teddy coming out of the court the other day has caused him to be benched with if that's the case you'll hear the smash from uh Phoenix, Gabe. Or in fact LA. I think you're there this weekend. But but no, I, I I'm very happy captaining from you know, Salah from a perspective. I've got I've got the reasoning behind captaining Salah. Yeah. I'm just obviously I can see that Harlan's a good captaincy to shout too. And the is think- gonna be there with him.
2: I think I think probably the fear is coming from the ownership, and the 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 desire to captain Salah is coming from your analysis. So I, I would say just trust your your gut and your own analysis, and let to hell with ownership. Just just like go go with your analysis. I'm I'm doing the opposite, obviously, but but I I think I'm um, I'm just going with the ownership captaincy pick every single week. I don't care. You know what oh, you've done there, um,
1: Gabe? You, you've brought back the old, is it game week nine, Havertz gate when it was against Norwich yeah. and, and Salah <laughs> went mental against Man United. It's going to be rolls of earth now.
2: Harlem yeah. hat-trick,
1: Salah goes off injured, 50th minute. <laughs> Thanks for coming.
0: Get yeah, sold to Salah it could come later following back. game week.
3: <laughs> it could come back and absolutely haunt me, but I'm doing it for a reason, you know. And, and again, and I think, generally speaking, I'm not just using the stats, I've got the context behind the way that Bournemouth expect to set up and expect to play, and for that reason, I think that reason alone tells me that I think I'm cementing my stats rather than unpicking them. If Don't you, worry, if you I, get, I hope me.
0: you lose your dilemma, Chris. Um, it's going to be angry Salah playing. He's going to, uh, yeah, angry Salah, yeah, yeah. If, if he's benched, He'll be, bench if he's
3: benched, if he benched, it'll be <laughs> angry, angry Mariner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> as, as long as there's a player like as highly owned as holland in the game i think captain c is dead in fpl it yeah, is just, like, me up up, so boring
0: in the chat right he and says
2: i'm i'm happy for it i'm glad it's dead may may it stay buried six feet under it makes cover, it less swingy rise.
0: yeah it makes it less swingy for me throughout the yeah. season games yeah like the rest of my team but that's why i'm also going with salah like mariner because end of the day like i had him for this week i I wanted to try and get a good swing. If it goes wrong, we survived like 30, 40-point swings on Salah last season at points. And we came back in our seasons. So people were getting really angry over like three, four points here and there between like Gabriel and Saliba and Game With One saying that they're going to quit FPL Twitter (laughs) and delete their account. Like, I was like, it's three, four points, man, from like a defender that's five million. Um, You know, we we faced much worse last season. And most of us like carried on. We trotted through. We didn't let the... The website crashes as well. Yeah, the website always crashes, which is a it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. But I I'm trying to get me to swear. It's
3: so you're trying to get me to swear, Brad. Aren't you? that's what it is.
0: You, you're trying to get me to swear about. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we go to the live Q and A? We have about fourteen. Yes. Questions so far started. Yes. We'll get Bradley's opinion on some of these. As well. Absolutely,
3: Brad. You, you're about to get. I'm you're about that. to get. Uh, yeah, we, we've, we've, got the opening the bowler, we've got the opening bowler coming screaming in at you now. So all these questions are all coming flying at you. So that's what you're here for.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, if you've enjoyed the show, guys, if you found it entertaining, you've laughed with us or at us, please do hit that like button. I think there's been over 50 people here most of the show. It's been a pleasure to have you here with us this Wednesday evening. But yeah, let's uh, go to the first one. So this one is a straight kind of transfer or save one. So, as you can imagine, I think it's a common dilemma in game week two. So, Nalanla, they ask, all I need to know is, should I do Foden to Mobuemo or save the transfer? Save. Next. Save. Next. <laughs> yeah. Kong, oh, Kong Burgers, we're just going to put this back up about the disrespect saying you're not a batsman. <laughs> I, I, think, I think the way it works, right, is it's one of these things where, like, Mariners talking about, like, in the 1% of the 1%, so like the professional athletes and then the 1% oh. within those at certain skills. So obviously, I imagine in bowling, you would consider yourself like way higher seeded in the, in the country or the county than um, obviously mm. you would for the uh, batting. But overall, though, I bet your batting is still probably like better than 99.9% of the population. Be a lot better like. than
3: mine. Be a lot better than mine now.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, get, I get run out as much as into my old hack. <laughs> uh, I think oh, uh, I Nima, just to let you know, he's a bit. It was a bit
0: portly. I see. So okay. So you yeah. know him well. Um, so, we, <laughs> so we also have a Brentford attack seems juicy without seeing the FDR. That was just a comment from Sihan. I wanted to put up there. For Tim Evans asks, are West Ham the weakest down their left or their right? So I'll just put up on the screen what we had the game week two summary quickly while we're here. So, who are we talk about West Ham? Uh, so
3: West Ham are playing Chelsea. So, Chel, we're looking for Chelsea's matchup. They're not weak. They're about the same.
0: Yeah. So it's three point three through the center for Chelsea, yeah. right? And then... yeah,
3: about about the same. There's nothing there really.
0: Cool. All right, let's keep going then. Uh, we'll remove this again. Going back to this. So we have um, from Combe. He asked. Is it worth making a transfer this game week, even if you don't have any injuries, or just roll? I've been looking at the upcoming fixtures, and I feel that I might burn a transfer in game week three. Do you remember last season when a lot of people ended up like debating whether (laughs) to burn a transfer in game week three, or they did Andreas to the silver because they didn't want to burn five
1: point five midfielders for like three weeks, going from (laughs) this to Gordon? I think I was doing that, but yeah,
0: (laughs) it was a wild time. Could that happen again in game week three? Like, is it worth maybe even with no problems this week? It's so team-dependent, isn't it? We can't really help it. here. There,
1: isn't. there is something that you could change. There has to be. And I, I don't think you should... I, think I can see an easy role in game week three, but not a burn. I, I think I would move this week if you actually are burning a transfer in game week three. I, I, I think there are stuff to be done this week.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. And if if you think you're gonna burn, definitely use it. Otherwise, you could still roll. And next week, instead of burning the two free transfers, you could just use one and roll again to so you know. And by that point, there might even just be a four million to four million swap on the bench in the goal. Other news might, you know, Archer might sign for Sheffield United. By then, hopefully, before a price drop hurts my team. So let's keep going with um, what um,
2: Well, just really quickly. I think, quickly, we, I think the, what, what Cole brings up here is that there are a lot of good fixtures, like easy fixtures in game week three, and a lot of people are rolling in game week two. So a lot, I think many managers are going to see themselves with a team full of good fixtures and two free transfers, and they may have plans for those transfers and you can make the fixtures and then you're going to have a benching headache. So, so it's just to have a, have a little foresight in terms of don't roll automatically this week. Just to have two next week. Like, check what your team looks like. Check what your
0: team, check, looks, like what your team looks
2: like next yeah. week. What would you do? It might be worth campus. using one this week so you don't burn one. I, later. I,
3: I, but remember, just i will just again just caution you. Right, we only know. there's only been one game. Next week we'll know. At the end of game week two, we know fifty percent more. Game week three, we know thirty three percent more. Game week four, another twenty percent more. Game week five. You know, 25%, gave me five, 20% more, and on and on and on. Moving too early, sometimes, moving for the sake of it, I don't agree with. I genuinely don't. I mean, I'm very much that type of more of a sort of like, for once, a Persian Chris. It's not very often that Persian Chris comes out. You heard, out, from,
0: or you heard but, from Mark, <laughs> FPL General's golden tips for FPL when he came on the midfielders show. It's inspired you. I,
3: well, I mean, look, let's face it. Probably the calmest person I've ever spoken to about FPL in all the years I've been involved, I've not been involved that many years, but you know, in YouTube for that for years. And it's very true. You know, you've got to listen to these things. Don't move if you things happen. Injuries happen, right? Things change. We might be we might be a lot this time next week we could be a lot clearer about what's happening.
0: Do you right. know the way I look at it, Chris? So for me, be careful. Yeah, for me, my, be careful. Yeah. So my thing is if I've got eleven I'm willing to play, or if I'm already like benching one person, I've got a benching headache, like some people were asking in the Discord, the haulers, they were already benching the likes of, you know, one of Jackson, um DRB or, you know, like a Gabriel or something, or Saliba even. So I was like, you know, like what's the upside really? Like moving a five million or four and a half million defender to another one of those. you know and then next week one of your key players gets injured or something or someone huge comes through with like a big price rise and you're now one transfer behind everyone else and you've changed the position that like okay if i get it if it's like a chill you want the long term but generally what is the points difference they're going to gain in that week that you got them early before everyone else like was it worth an extra four points from a four and a half million defender if you even get the gain to now not be able to act on double the information, as Chris says, next week. So for me, it's more about information, I think, and just not trying to kind of make transfers that don't have big upside. And I don't think I'd ever burn next week. Even if my whole eleven looks great, I would sell players from good teams. I would do it. Like, I would sell United or Arsenal, whoever I need to sell to get the next two if I'm going to make a big move. Because end of the day, you said, we need to stop being afraid. We're also afraid Mm -hmm. about the captaincy against Haaland. That's fine. But don't then be afraid what of did we say in bits. pre-season that's where the fun is now it's the other bits. exactly And what
3: <laughs> did we say in pre-season about stop being afraid stop mm. being afraid but also be a little bit you know also be just that little bit more uh you know just just take a breath every now and again don't need jerk, don't react too much brad you, you strike me as a planner of yeah, you, you am, sound like you're, know, you're, we're, you're we're, a bit of a planner better, aren't yeah. you two top two kids anyone who missed it, i
1: think this is where i actually gain a lot more on people because like casual players will ask me like oh how do you do so well and i'm like well i plan it all like five six weeks in advance and and obviously and then i get like the content creators out there as well and and the more engaged managers will sometimes advise against it and i i get the whole reasoning behind it like one injury happens and your whole plan tears it up and stuff but I, like the plans are always fairly adaptable like I said in my game week three plans it's not sterling and Jackson are coming in I've got like four or five different avenues it can all go down and I think it's I think it's one of the best tools to be able to plan in advance and I know when I'm doing well in climbing ranks it's when my team sticks to that plan and I've suddenly got 11 green fixtures and then the next week I rotate one in one out another set of 11 green fixtures and then I'm like well you're laughing at me for planning five six weeks in advance but you know like for example I've already earmarked a game week nine wildcard and I'm looking at fixture swings already just to try and get any gain I can now on people because there's so much data out there like everyone's got good teams to start with and like that any bit of help that you can get I'm there for it
0: but you've got to wait for the yeah. people to make the mistakes. That's what I love with the planning, right? Yeah. So, like, right now, yeah. someone was telling me, you know, it's, like, nine days before you can even make, like, the next game week free deadline. And this was, like, a few days ago. They were, like, you know, like, in nine days' time, I might feel very differently about a lot of what I've just said tonight. Um, mm-hmm. It's a long time to wait. And I can see you get itchy fingers. Mm-hmm. You see rising assets. You see dropping assets. Yeah, wait, oh. you, you go away from your plan. You spent months planning this game with one team. And now it's like, let me just throw them all out. So... I think you're right. The last edge is trying to find the time when maybe you identify as a chance to reset your team. Because I think the first wild card this season will be a lot more important than last season without the yeah. unlimited transfers at the World Without the, the extra one, one. one, yes. So
2: you could yes. be waiting a totally. long
0: time till your second wild card. If you wild card, say game week eight, nine, as you say, you want to set that far. You want to plan, like you're saying, because you yeah. might not do it again till twenty-eight. Like that's another yeah. That, game
1: weeks. This middle period will be long. If I do go in game week nine, then I think uh, James on uh, Planet FBL was talking about some of the double game weeks, and he was talking like mid game week 20s, and then some of the later double game weeks are way back in um, I mean, 36, 37.
3: 37. 36, and it's like,
1: 37, yeah. You can, you're not going to wild card in 35, so that second wild card might be coming in 25 to 28, and then you have a 10 week stretch at the end. So that middle period will be quite long for me, but. I always feel that first year that I had a great year, I started off and went off like a train and then I kind of just held my own and I lost a bit of ground at the end of the season, but then I did it completely differently last year. I was sort of 50K, then 10K, and then I dropped again and then the end of the season just went on a mass run because it was it suited the planners because of all the double game weeks and um, it basically just led to a lot of opportunities. But... That middle period could be me defending a bit if people are waiting on sort of a game week 13 to sort of 18 wildcard.
0: No pressure, but I'll be rooting for the third top 2K finish for you. I give them yeah, the okay. 1Ks. I call them 1K. It starts with a 1. I'm calling the them 1Ks. 1K. Yeah, yeah.
1: People, a lot of people have been giving so me aggro on, on Twitter about Twitter,
0: that. Though. Yeah, I'm like, no, man, I'm giving that 1K, man. I
1: was
3: on, I was 1K, on for though. a two-figure finish and then, then I listened to Nima.
0: No, you still say this, but it was your <laughs> own decision. You, were, you I told you don't buy Werner. Um, and- <laughs> no, I'll, I'll never forgive yeah, it's okay. Should we take some more questions? But
3: yeah, no, I, honestly, minutes. Brad, it's really interesting what you're saying. I hope the haulers have took it on board because mm-hmm. you talk a lot of sense. A lot of sense. Thanks,
0: yeah. yeah, that was really interesting to hear about your process as well. Um, FPL Robert Ducky, would you drop a Brighton player for Chucky? Um, I've got it's Chucky and I'm worried but yeah. Would- yeah, I'm, I'm worried that he's blocking like my third Chelsea spot now that I've got him. Um, I'm worried he's
1: about it. Right 11 was out for because he's rumored to come to them as well, isn't he? Yeah, there's a lot of
3: hasn't started yeah, yet, like, yeah, and he's 4.5 million. It's 4.5 million. I mean, at the end of the day, once you've got these two couple, of, I just need to get him through game week four, three, and four, and then uh, you know, potentially Eventually I can start thinking and decide money. what to do with him. Yeah, 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 I mean, look, for me, I just look at it and think, you know, now. Now we've only really got Jackson as an option up front and there's a lot of rotation going and I'm not that keen on Sterling, quite frankly. I think I'm quite happy with the two defenders and Chucky at the that's, moment yeah, in. My debate.
0: Cool. I think Alex Martin asked, who would you that's bench a tough one. out of Bruno, Rashford, Pedro and Diaby? Now, this is I a think tough the,
1: one. The best one is Diaby. So you're playing Diaby, no question. I think that's purely on fixture. I think Rashford's better than Bruno, so you've got to play Rashford. And then then I think it's Bruno versus Jao Pedro.
0: For me, I could never. So for me, I love how you've done it based on the fixtures. that you say. You're a fixture manager. I would be picking between Pedro and Diaby all day. Like If I had Bruno now and I But but imagine, it's like you didn't go for Salah for game week two. Bruno is the one in that slot and then he's not going to play. I don't know if I can do that to myself. I guess
1: the other thing that comes into it is ownership, but... They're all. I mean, Diaby's your biggest differential that would wouldn't hurt you if the other three did haul.
0: That's the way I might have looked at it. Yeah, on the ownership early me, on. the pack.
1: I'd be tempted to go João Pedro bench. Yeah, it's him I think or I'd do the Same. I can. Like I, can think I, I, pre- though, yeah, I think I know. You're,
0: I, I see the disappointment from Dave. but keep going. I, I can't bench. I can't bench yeah. an
3: 8.5 million player. I can't
2: bench an yeah, 8.5 that's million player. Thing, I can't that's do the it.
1: Other thing. Just, Price does we're, not
2: equal points. Okay. Okay, I know, right, I know. It's, it's you can't side trade side side them in. I have the most yeah. expensive. No, want you, you want to get the players with the Do points.
1: João you know, Pedro needs to be punished for that six-yard open goal miss, right? Well. He's a True. six. True. People defenders. So that's a fair and point. And we were picking up walls. That's so. So. Yeah, that's yeah a but point. I mean, I presume yeah. Alex, you must have like. Eight attackers. To be benching one of those four, you If there's you like have a defender you're attackers.
0: playing, if you're playing like four defenders against yeah, over one of there's these, there's got I'll to be a defender them. you can bin off. Yeah, let us know if you're in a free yeah, man batch. I agree. Team. So, chat who captains Salah this week? You'd bench Bruno, okay. Well, it's good to get that answer in for Alec. Who, who
3: captains Salah this week? Who is captaining Salah
0: this week? I, I am, am. I am. Yeah. We already know you are, so it's this one's not, not for you. <laughs> this one's for the poll. So the poll we ran, we just ended it. It was like, will you sa- uh, captain Salah? There were 65 votes in the live chat. It ended up much closer once the numbers went up, but a six, uh, 47% they will captain Salah. 52% won't captain Salah. And don't ask me what happened to the other 1%. It must be a rounding thing from Google. Someone is missing So Salah's what, 15 20 what, 25% owned? I
3: presume this was just for who owned Salah, they said.
0: It's just in this yeah. chat. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah, trying to like roughly it. work
3: out where he's going to be. I mean, uh, at least Haaland's EO is going to be down a tiny bit if there are people jumping towards Salah. But Salah's, not, price, hasn't yet, has Salah's, Salah's price. price hasn't gone up yet, has it? Salah's price hasn't gone up yet. No, but has his it.
0: price is never going to change. It's, same it's not going to no. go up.
1: I idiots own him as well.
0: You're going to try sell him in a week. Like, well, you know, well, I'm going to sell him in a week yeah. or two. Yeah, yeah this, this idiot he's going to get. Who a, cares? He's going to get a quick, not, um, Ponzi scheme out of it. Like, raise 0.2 I, I million. I just like wish he'd scored that. <laughs> I just wish he'd scored that other goal last week because then everyone would have. Train, been, yeah.
3: I might have made a point one on it. I might. He might have gone yeah. up point two. I could have sold him at 12.6. Happy days. See you later. Right
0: from Leon. Made me profit. Cash over someone like Gabriel. Matty Cash. We said we yeah. like the Villa fixture. I think yeah. I would with the answer. Yeah. Um, Gabe asked, Badia a risked to Colwell. So I think that is his main risk, right? And he's obviously on the way back from uh, injury. Another new signing, he's mainly like a right centre-back cover for Thiago Silva. So there is a question, how long is Colwell nailed for him? I guess yeah. that's why you didn't go for him in game week one, isn't it, Marin That's
3: the reason why I didn't go for him. Because I thought, yeah, I I didn't want to waste a transfer on a 4.5 defender. So
0: I need to see what happens. Uh, As it it happens,
3: I ended up with Gabriel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's probably where you also (laughs) took the money out of Banana into um, Pickford. Yeah, that's a double. I mean, but um, I just want to lay that dagger in early game week one. I'm beating you this season. So. I'm back. I'm back with a vengeance. Do you know how are are we team tracking teams? captain
3: metric performance yeah. this year? Yes, we are. It, it fucked up. You have to Well, actually, I mean, I mean, I mean yeah, it didn't do very well. I, I, I'm still smarting by that, though, I have to say. I mean, it was really that that Manchester United performance was pants. I never saw it coming. Did anyone see it coming?
0: No. I think let's keep going. Lucky I'm Quick not fight. having that
1: ball for scoring, by the way.
0: Yeah, so exactly. He asked to the podcast and explain to me if Salah is a good pick in the captaincy metric, Trent has to be up there too. Uh, <laughs>
2: Salah, Salah's a midfielder. Trent's a defender. <laughs> <laughs> Trent relies yeah, on clean yeah. sheets. Salah doesn't.
0: I don't know, Ducky. Are Chris,
2: you I'm, the, are I'm you afraid.
3: Captain's? I'm afraid. Crispy, aromatic duck.
0: So, he, so Andy Martin in the house as well. He's having his lunch break. Good evening, mate. I've gone off Trent captain, but I feel that's just because he's come off a one-pointer Trent or Haaland cap this week. I think if I had both, I'd be going Harland right now.
3: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Go Haaland.
0: Well. This is a I'll good one. We'll start with you, Brad. Uh, what's your favourite so, duck sauce?
1: Oh, no idea. I'm, I'm you, bat- you said so many earlier.
3: I, I spent most of my time in a Chinese takeaway after a game of cricket. I, I'm disappointed
0: in you. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll, go, I'll, go yeah. I'll go with hoisting. I'll go with hoisting. But um, uh, yeah, I agree. Hoisting. Yeah. So we've got two yeah. final questions. We've got Robert Ducky. Like, would you take a minus four to save 0.1 million, which is effectively 0.5 million at this? So I guess that's like your players dropping, or the player you want is rising, and when that happens, it's not a like-for-like like swap anymore. Now you need to have another half a million downgraded in <sighs> another position to be able to make that move. Um, but it's for a minus four. So, like, I, I love how that. you've asked this without the players because then we can't yes, buy yeah, about the
3: players yeah, yeah. in
2: the, in the question. <laughs> He's maybe really, selling Trent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah, if I it involves that, selling Trent, that. then do
0: it, Ducky. I, I wouldn't do yeah. it for 0.1, Ducky. I think for me, what I'm going to do this yeah. season is not focus on price changes. I did it less last year, but I want to, actively avoid it i just want to see what they are when they're announced the next day i don't look to be at these websites at night anymore and like waiting to go to bed to see if i should make a transfer like no 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 if it doesn't work if a player goes out of my reach i will buy someone else that that's what i've told myself. like i'm gonna be focused i'll buy someone else I'm, I'm just not, I can't do it. I'm no, sorry, bro.
1: Coming close to the deadline. There's so much value and ways. Right. Yeah, That, like, that to value now point, when so many teams are saying. the guy that got hurt twice by the website crash last week. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the final question from FFA. I've got Havertz in as a punt, but after the Forest performance, I'm slightly regretting it. Should I cut my losses and send him for someone like Madison or Diaz? So Diaz obviously has the Bournemouth home fixture. Like Madison's got United. Um, you know, Madison, especially longer term, looks a great pick. What are your guys' thoughts? Would you, if you had Havertz now, would you just sell him for this pallet? I'd intend to wagon? jump
1: off. Yeah. I, but I who, think f- really f- but who for? Well,
0: I think. Madison or Diaz. So let's Madison, say if you were going to do it. Yes.
1: Term, Matthew, I, think Diaz, I think
0: I would go
3: Madison Diaz as well. because. nail,
1: to be fair, but... I,
3: I like Diaz, I but I, Diaz, I just I have that horrible feeling that Madison, everything is going to go... There's so much going to go through Madison, really, compared to, I think, mm. Diaz is... He just got that slight risk. I think that's why I think
0: I'd go on Madison. So one thing I will say to yeah. you, FFA, is um, I think like there's going to be a lot more like opposition-specific lineups from uh, Arteta, and I think Eddie got yeah. his run out and he did great, and like obviously like there's going to be competition there, and the, but the other thing to keep in mind is Jesus isn't as far away as people think. So like I imagine he could be on the bench by the game week three at Fulham. So long term. I think like if you believe that him coming in and being way more technically gifted and being able to play with his back to goal more than Eddie, for example, he can bring out the best of the rest of them. And maybe that does allow Havertz more opportunities. One thing I will say is Havertz from an attacker point of view was pretty disappointing in that last game. But I think it's what he did off the ball that was interesting, like trying to block like passing lanes. And he, he was always kind of like dragging players up and down the pitch. So I'd love to see more from him getting into the box. But I just think with that lineup and that left-hand pod, that's why I think we were so dependent on the right, Gabe, because at least that kind of link up between the likes of White and, you know, Saka and Odegaard, like it's a system that they've been used to. On that left, you know, you're bringing in Declan Rice, you're bringing in Havertz, Martinelli's playing with them, then you have Timber for a while, then you've got Tommy Yasu. Like, Martinelli's playing with, like, two different people out of the three-man pod from last season. Mm. So it's going to take some time for those relationships to form. So I wouldn't necessarily give up on Havertz yet. I still believe that, you know, I would almost wait and see what the presser is like see what, Lena you know, if Arteta says anything encouraging about him. I promise it's not like Pep where he talks them up about being undroppable and always benches them the next mm-hmm. game. Hopefully you'll get some context from him. So, and you know, we got the Arsenal news last week on um, Friday night, right, for a Saturday game. So it's another Friday deadline. I know Arsenal ain't going to be an early kickoff, but you're going to kick yourself if you hear that he's starting as like a whole different type of Arsenal team and he's going to end up getting like a very good chance to score because I think he will get himself in the positions. That's kind of my final thought, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Ducky says, you know, if you watch the game again, yeah, Havertz got into the right positions. He never received the ball. So, yeah, no, no one was finding him because everyone was just going through the right, through the right. And that's why Martinelli as well tries to come to the right half-space, as Gabe said, to just get the ball. But two hours in, guys. We're going to get out of here. Thank you, Bradley. Where can they find you on Twitter if they've just tuned in?
1: Uh, so it's FBL Schofield uh on twitter um i've just sort of been sort of keeping it quite uh low-key for the sort of pre-season not revealing too much of my plans but um i think off the back of this i'll be pretty active um and sort of getting back on the grind with it all but and then when the cricket season finishes it's purely fpl focused so yeah i'm it. on there as twitter
0: Sounds good. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you. We'll obviously put a link to Bradley's profile as well. FPS it says any prison break fans out there. Shout <laughs> out to all of you. Um, yeah, so we'll put the link there, you can follow him on Twitter. And yeah, it's just been a pleasure, man. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll announce I think Wednesday will be the matchup show for game week three, but we'll we'll kind of give confirmations in the tweets soon. Um, Mariner, get some sleep, Gabe. I guess it's maybe time to <laughs> continue with your day. It's only like halfway through. But yeah, thank you for everyone for tuning in. Hit that like button if you enjoyed it. Uh, Leave a review for listening on podcast on Spotify or Apple or wherever else. Um, And yeah, I think we'll give a few updates next week as well about the Discord and some other interesting stuff that's happening. But for now, two episodes in two days. Go through and get your teeth in them and the timestamps will be there. So here we go. Thank you, Bradley. We're looking forward to that third top 10 k in three years and seeing your game uh, three-year manager rank next season when you come back. Onto the show and maybe take over the captaincy from Mariner with his broken. No, no, no. no, no, no.
3: Bradley, you're welcome, mate. Honestly, you're welcome. I'm just getting shot down every five seconds, but it's fine. Don't worry. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on, Brad. I really appreciate it.
0: Take care, guys. It's
3: been awesome. Yeah, take care.
0: Thank you, Bradley.